Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Antune Podcast, a very special episode, might I add. Not only am I joined by my studly co-host, Brian Howard, I am joined by, a for the first time, a special guest and our good friend, Raekwon Brown. Hi, how are you? We are, in this episode, we are going to run down a concert that we went to last night. We are going to dedicate a very deep and sincere segment to the late Nipsey Hussle, run down our album and artists of the weeks, and also we're going to play uh, our selected songs from said artists, going to go through our On This Day segment in music history, and in honor of it being WrestleMania Sunday, we are going to run down our predictions for the WrestleMania card, as well as list our top five favorite theme songs of all time. Should be a good episode, and I'm greatly looking forward to it. Thank you guys for tuning in, and hope you enjoy it. All right, so we wanna um, we wanna start out the um, this episode with a kind of a heavy subject, but uh, we lost a an important member of the music world sadly a week ago today the world lost a a great person in Nipsey Hussle and um in a really horrific fashion as well gunned down in front of his own store in his home community and um I know you guys have listened to him for a long time Brian you got me into his music uh with I think it was about a year ago and uh, I, I've so I've only been listening to him for that time, but in that time frame, I've really grown to appreciate his music. And really hearing the outpour from the music community and the people that have known him sounds like he was really a great. He was really a great guy. Um, uh, I'm, I'm gonna let you you guys talk on him for a minute because you've been fans for quite a while. As a hip-hop fan, um, sometimes people get the misconception that a lot of times in hip-hop, they promote violence or mm-hmm. promote drug drug use and drug selling, where it's just they're telling stories about where they come from. That's a big, that's a big misconception about um, hip-hop music in general. Um, but with Nipsey, it was a little bit different because... He's not only telling stories, mm-hmm. he's telling his story. This is somebody that that is a known member of the Crip of the Crips gang. Um Nipsey was? Yes. Mm-hmm. He um grew up in Compton, California, same same place where Kendrick Lamar comes from, Dr. Dre Who also talks Ice about Cube. His yeah. background where he came from. Yes. So he's from that he's from that area. Um he he was that stereotypical rapper. But along with that, listening to his music and hearing the man speak, he was always about entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. owning your own businesses, investing in your communities. Um, kind of like giving back. Yeah. Giving back, yes. Um, where he was at at his store... What people don't understand is at his store, yes, he has the clothing store or whatever, 
But then beside it, it's a smaller store for people that's just getting out of jail or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, he T-shirts, yes. Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, I just like, knew about the one like your, store. Every, your everyday things you need, like inside T-shirt, prepaid like, stuff. Like you're, you're, underwear. you're coming out of jail, you you need supplies uh-huh. to, to get back on track and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Oh, my God. So that's right beside the big clothing store. Yeah. And that's where he was actually at. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is somebody that invested in his community. He did a lot. He he was working on a lot of major projects, mm-hmm. um, and um, I I a lot of reports came out, and he he was he was murdered uh, on Sunday, exactly a week ago. Yes. The next day on Monday, he was set to meet with the LAPD commissioner mm-hmm. and one other gentleman. I I forget exactly who it was, but he was the LAPD commissioner, one other gentleman, to have discussions to tr- to try and end gun violence mm-hmm. or, um, gang violence my apologies gang violence in the streets of of Los Angeles as well so which makes this all harder to swallow that mm-hmm. he was he, to know that he was gunned down a day before yes um, he's he's been one of the driving forces in positivity mm-hmm. amongst the black community um, as a black man it's sometimes we don't look out for our own mm-hmm. too often. And that's a mindset that he was definitely trying to help us change. And even now, um, I wouldn't say that we're lost, but it kind of puts a damper on things mm-hmm. where losing a voice as powerful as his, because it tends to come better from somebody like him than yeah. like... I know has that I, platform. Yeah. It comes different from somebody like him opposed to somebody you like lost, a Bill Cosby. You yeah. lost a you know? powerful voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A voice mm-hmm. that we care about. Yeah. A voice that can relate to our no, struggles. Knows our struggles, yeah. Like, not the Bill Cosbys he, of the world that knew, would say... He knew the struggle and yeah. he was actively trying to fix the struggle. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he wasn't turning his nose up like a Bill Cosby used yeah. to do. Like, oh, you're sagging your pants, or oh, you're cursing. Yeah. Like, no, you need, we need to hear it from people that may sag their pants, that may be cussing a lot. Yeah. Maybe somebody that is game banging. Mm-hmm. People tend, it comes off better when it comes from those type of people. Mm-hmm. That's why when Barack Obama was in office, if things were in the black community, some people still didn't latch on to what he was going for right. because. Went to like the upscales college and stuff. Yeah, like you not forgot his roots a little bit. Maybe is what you're saying. Nah, not that he forgot his roots. He, he was, never had yeah, those. He roots. never. Like, he oh, don't know. Like, you. yeah, like, he was like I want to say like he was already in like in a better place. I thought, yeah. he, I thought he grew up in like Southside Chicago. Or yeah, but your dad, your dad worked for uh, who? Who was it? His dad worked for somebody. Mm-hmm. Like he was. It was. It was. It wasn't I like see, a. I see, he he. Like, he had been Southside, yeah. but he wasn't. He had to worry he about his. Outside. He didn't like, have to worry about his next meal. Not yeah, come tomorrow. Got you. Stuff. Like in my neighborhood, yeah. I live in I live in Antioch, yeah. but I don't live in Antioch. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? You're, you're well off. Yeah, mm-hmm. but you just have I to don't, live. I I stay in the outskirts. I yeah. don't go in the middle. Right. Like I'm from Henderson. Like I'm from Henderson, but everybody know like if you go to Flint Hill, that's the worst part of Henderson to be in part of. Right. I'm in the outskirts, so. I I was lucky enough to you not were on the outside looking yeah, at basically. Yeah, so like, but like I still like had the struggles, but not like people from that area. Like every day, or you might not know if you might get shot or 
anything. Because it's like, sir, you could be in a certain city that has a bad reputation, but it's the it's just one part of the city that gives the whole outlook of everybody. Yeah. yeah, that's why when you talk about South South Chicago, yeah. Mm-hmm. But if my dad's if my dad's a black lawyer, mm-hmm. he's a black man first. He's probably going to live in Southside. Yeah. I mean, that's just how it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's how it is in the Crenshaw, Compton areas. Even though, yeah, there might be some successful people there. But at the end of the day, you're still black. Yeah. So you're still going to be where the black people are at. Mm-hmm. Of course. All right. Um, but I think it's unfortunate that somebody decided to take his life. Yeah. Um, and the whole argument that they had was ridiculous and stupid. I mean, this is a man that had a, that had, a, were they married? Him and Lauren? Yeah, I believe so. I think so. He, the man yeah. had a wife. He had and children. Kids. He had mm-hmm. children. You took away someone's soulmate. You took away someone's father. Mm-hmm. Over something stupid. Over yeah. something, something just so stupid. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's really unnecessary. Um, and, to I, everyone affected by this, I thinking like like we talked about earlier, like we lost a powerful voice. It's a powerful know? voice. It's a voice but, that we all want, that we all needed to mm-hmm. hear. Uh, yeah, we we lost it, but it's now mourn him, but step up, mm-hmm. step up and become that voice that we lost. Continue what he started, and this is why I end every show I end every bit of content that we create with the with the plea of be kind to each other because we can never have too many people spreading positivity and spreading just uh, generosity around because it's I believe I truly believe it's a ripple effect one person doing good mm-hmm. in any situation can spread out and and, and increase the attitude in a positive way around them. Um, so, yeah, I think you want to add? Yeah, like, with me, when I first got into, like, Nipsey Hussle, it was, like, I don't say, like, when I was in high school, and, like, when he was selling his Crenshaw mixtape for $100, I was like, what? This dude is selling a one single mixtape for $100? Like, who do you think he is? <laughs> but then to find out, this dude actually sold a 1,000 a thousand copies so with that, he so he made a hundred thousand dollars. So that's okay. Let me look to do more often. So then I started watching interviews, just like not even like a, so like a publicly known like just regular street interviews. And when he was even younger, he was saying like he wants to buy land, and like think like a young rapper coming up, you want to buy land? Like that's something that anybody heard of? Like you know, rappers like to get the big cars and. The, mansions the big, and stuff like big, that. Big, huge house. Yeah, and he big manglers. He just wanted to make sure he had a secure, better life. So then I started following him after that and just, like, to see him grow up and then, like, like not only did he, like, them two shops, he also was working on a barbershop and um, and it was going to name after, like, one of his dead friends helped with the schools around, like, this dude with nothing but positivity that, like you said, that people we needed to hear. Because like, you have, like you said, you have your people that are, like, uh, like in high level on him, but like we don't care what they say because they don't know the struggle. But like having somebody that made it from the streets and still be positive and do everything the right way, like happily married man with kids, and you don't hear him like even though he was in the game, you don't hear him like doing gang activities or anything like that. So it just was great to see somebody that way, like a, like I said, a black man looks like me, be that, come that successful 
in the right way, and just have it like and life you, taken you so quickly and success yeah. in, in the in the right ways. Yeah. Too. Um, another story that has picked up a lot of steam was there was this burger joint that's um in his neighborhood where the owner did not never put chairs and tables mm-hmm. in the restaurant because he didn't want people hanging around at mm-hmm. his establishment. Nipsey bought it. Oh, really? He bought the restaurant and put tables and chairs in there (laughs) (laughs) so people could have somewhere to go hang out. So it's stories like that about him that... He he was actively just trying to keep people off the streets. Yes. And Mm -hmm. give them somewhere safe and secure to... Just inspirational. And when I heard... I also heard, like, like, he have his artists that he was, like, signing. He would have them work his stores... So like, if this if this don't work out with so the they thing, have they have a job. And then also before he was gunned down, I heard a story that he was like he got in one of his friends from prison, and like took him through the stores. Well, he was taken to the store and gave him fifty thousand dollars, just so you know to help him because you know he just got out of prison so needed to help him. That was he was doing before he got uh, gunned down. Um, but yeah, it's a it was a sad day for the hip hop world, yeah. sad, sad day for day the world in general. Yeah, but um. Uh, Rest in peace to Nipsey Hussle. Great man lost, 33 years young. A damn tragedy. We're gonna miss, we're gonna miss him a lot. Not just his music, but Mm -hmm. his voice and his impact on his community. Huge loss. Uh, Rest in peace to Nipsey Hussle. Yes, sir. All right, so we had a uh, we had a cherry pop yesterday. Uh, Someone someone went and saw their first ever rock concert. Yeah. We went, uh, we got a group of people together, went to see Kiss at the PNC Arena. Mm-hmm. And, uh, with our, our special guest here, Greg Juan Brown. How's it going? Hey. Um, so overall, you've had, uh, you've had it about a night to kind of, like, digest it and reflect on it. Uh, overall, what do you, what do you think of that? Uh, it was better than I expected from, from start to finish, because, like, going in, I thought, you know, since it, like they said, been 40 years, I was like, oh, they're just one thing that's going to let's do it and get like the big moment but from start to finish everybody played their part especially the solos yes, I didn't know everybody awesome. played like that cause like I said it's my first time ever seeing kids perform and I said I was really amazed especially when that's they played crazy. my uh, favorite song God Thunder that's the only moment I really care for and that <laughs> that's I, just, I love that everything. I love that intro part too like when he yeah. does the blood thing every like he I don't know how many times we were talking about it earlier. I don't know how many times I've seen him do that, like on videos, and I've seen him do it live once before. Mm-hmm. But just like every time, I see him start going with the with the bass. I see the cheeks, you know, puffed out like a chipmunk mm-hmm. full of blood. I'm like, oh, it's coming, it's right. coming. <laughs> because like when I when I first started getting kids, I was just like looking up random like Kiss songs and stuff, and like I just ran to the one like they was he was opening up to that God of Thunder, and I was like, oh snap, this. This is really lit right here. I said, this is the band I get into. And like, all... It's different. Yeah, ever since I've been learning and listening to Kiss, I always want to see him do that. And when I saw Gene Simmons did that, that long cow tone, I've been amazed. He's <laughs> <laughs> a big tone. All right, so I, um, my, I guess my question for you would be, you said better than what you expected. So mm-hmm. what, were, what did you think you was going to happen? Well, I didn't think like... I kind of feel like, all right, so they older, they won't be able to do like... Him on a harness getting lifted up, but it's still the fact that they worked around where they can do. And like Paul, he can't dance like he won't, but he still moves around. So with that, I was like, he okay, does that little shimmy thing. Yeah, and I was like, okay, so they're 
they're really giving their all. Because, you know, like, some bands, when they get older, they'll just do what they need to do to, like... Kind of go through the motions. Yeah, but they were giving their all because they last also. I really accepted that. We were talking... Me and Adam were talking about that earlier, too, where it felt like Kiss had something to prove. Yeah. Because a lot of the press and was has been saying that, like, at the beginning of the tour, I'm pretty sure, yes, the beginning of the tour, they probably was going to use, like... A lot of backing tracks and stuff like oh, that. Yeah. That was the plan. Mailed in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then after a while, people started trashing the band and whatever. And it's just like they were just like, screw it. Yeah, we're like, gonna go out. We're gonna do it our way. We don't want like I'm pretty sure they didn't want no negative press or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I can say that I like I told everybody last week on the podcast. I can honestly say that there were no backing tracks used in the show last night. Mm-hmm. Um, that's. And that's a testament to those guys, man. But there was no backtracks to use last mm-hmm. night. Um, Adam, what was your takeaways from it? Well, like you said, uh, I was I was very impressed with with their performance. They, because I I know you came to me a few weeks ago talking about Paul got caught. He was like he was lip singing, yeah. and all that. He had some backing tracks mm-hmm. going, and so I paid close attention, especially to him, to see how he would do. And I didn't catch any sort of backing tracks, and he, I like like you were saying, he he did the best that he could, physically with his, mm-hmm. with his dancing and his right. performance, and um, like they they put all they had into this performance, and I just like they they really heard what the media and all mm-hmm. that has been saying about them as of lately, and they wanted to just, you know, like you said, they have something to prove. Yeah, and they, they want to say like we can still do this, and this is the last tour we're doing, and we're gonna mm-hmm. go, we're gonna give everything to it, and show you guys, and go out with a bang, mm-hmm. really. I think my biggest takeaway was the amount of freedom that they given that they have given Tommy and Eric on going oh, on this yeah. last tour. Yeah, um, you don't go into it as much. Like my first, my first time seeing Kiss, and maybe a little bit the second time seeing Kiss, it was oh that's Ace's solo. Yeah, that's. Peter's solo. He, he's just playing Ace's character. Is right. What he's doing. Yeah. Right. He's just like now. He's just in the. He's just in the makeup. Mm-hmm. It's not him copying everything that Ace did. He's he he has his, right. he's making playing it his own. Yes. And he's playing his own solos. Mm-hmm. It's not the same solo that you heard in 1996 that Ace Fraley did. It um, felt different last night. Than, yeah. Than the last time I saw him. What was it? We so we went. Def Leppard because he was still two years ago. Yeah. He yeah. was still playing Ace's solo. He was playing Ace's part. And it Sh- felt different last over. night yeah. than it did that night. Yeah, and like last night, it was just, it was his solo. Mm-hmm. Um, like Eric. Yeah. Eric Singh is one of the best drum players in the world. Oh, yeah, I saw that firsthand yesterday. He's that one of the solo? Best. Yeah. Oh, my God. I mean, you got to think about it. This guy's played for Black Sabbath. Mm-hmm. He's played for Alice Cooper. He was doing Alice Cooper and Kiss at the same time at one point. Some of the biggest names in rock he's played with. Yeah, and so you, the only thing different about him is they put him in the makeup, mm-hmm. and now he's the Catman. Yeah. And so everybody kind of craps on him because... Because he just he's, took over a character like yeah. that. Yeah, because he's... Like that's not he's not and, originally from that type of thing. Right. So like in their mind he's Peter Chris. Yeah. But he's a hell of a lot better drummer than yeah. Peter Chris ever was. Yeah. I mean I mean Peter Chris is great, but I I'll give it I'll oh. I'll give you that. Eric Singer, a phenomenal drummer. Mm-hmm. And we saw that last night. Oh yeah. 
Especially his solo was yeah. what five or six minutes. Yeah, oh, long. I feel like he had like the longest solo it was one of, of those, everybody. You yeah. just you stand there with your mouth open, eyes wide, just mm-hmm. like, wow, this is incredible. Right, just yeah. watching him take control of the whole crowd for like five minutes straight with no break. Yeah, with white men, no, he he wasn't that sweaty. He was just showing off at that point, but you got to admit, like, oh yeah, with the, the I, with this. I, I, we were talking about it. He kept the bass drum going yeah. with his feet, yeah. and he was just sitting there, like, just that's how you know, nonchalantly wiping his hands with a towel, his arm, his and face. then he was just like, yeah, and then he stopped, kept it going with his feet, towel again, and right. I leaned over to Quan, I like, he's just showing off. He right. doesn't have to do all uh-huh. that. I'll put it this way: if you want to see something cool. Well, look at his uh, drum solo that he did when he was with Alice Cooper mm-hmm. with the flaming drumsticks. Oh, really? oh man. Like, this guy, like... We, we gotta cue that up on YouTube later. Yeah. You gotta watch that. Like, Eric Singer is one of the top musicians in the world. Yeah. The only reason he doesn't get the respect that he deserves is because he's in Kiss. Yeah. And people feel some type of way about Kiss. It's gonna be interesting to see, because this whole... Farewell tour is I I attribute to just Gene and Paul being done. Mm-hmm. I mean they're both in their sixties. I think Paul Gene's pushing like what seventy. Yeah. He's starting to push seventy, and I I it's not so much as a whole all four guys being like yo it's time to hang it up. It's more Gene and Paul like we we just can't do it. Yeah, anymore. And it's gonna be interesting to see where Eric goes as a musician after this mm-hmm. and where Tommy goes after this. Yeah. Both of those guys. They have they're jobs lined up wherever they want to go. Yeah, they're established guys. I mean, mm-hmm. that's one thing. That's the biggest misconception about those two guys. Yeah. They just feel like, oh, they didn't they pay took, any dues. Yeah. What up? Tommy Thayer was, and he was an artist in a band. Mm-hmm. Eric Singer, like, we, like I just mm-hmm. said, he Black played Sabbath. for Alice Cooper at Black Sabbath, Ozzy. Like, he's played for these people, right. you know? I, I thought that Tommy was like a guitar tech for Kiss. He was, but he also played in that oh, band, he, he Black and Blue. He played in a band, and then he was a guitar tech for Kiss yes. for a while. And he actually recorded a, some of the stuff <laughs> on oh, so the he was He was like a... He was a um, he was a fixture in the Kiss family yes. already, so yes. it, it just made sense to slide him into the spotlight. Since he, he knows, basically. He's yeah. the one that helped Ace Frehley remember his parts for the mm-hmm. first reunion tour. Oh, okay. Oh, gotcha. Huh, that's interesting. One that. thing that was, was shocking to me was, like you said, when they let Eric perform Beth. Yeah. I oh, man. I, just, I, I, I was talking too. about that earlier before you got here, man. Like, I love that song. I, yeah. I've loved it for a long time, and I'm so happy I got to hear it live because it's such a beautiful song. Mm-hmm. But it was weird hearing Eric Singer play it. Yeah. When knowing that it was a song that Peter Chris wrote for his wife. Right. And I get putting it in it because it was such a huge song for Kiss and mm-hmm. it's their last tour. And I, I, we can't not play it for everybody that's been here for the past 40, 50 mm-hmm. years for us. But it was just weird seeing some other guys sing that. Yeah. But that being said, Eric sang the shit out of that song. Mm-hmm. He, I, I can't he lie. Sings. He sang it so good. As, as he did with uh, Black Diamond. Oh, yeah. Another Peter Chris song. Oh, yeah. he, he, the vocals he nailed. And it's not easy to drum and sing at uh-huh. the same time yeah. and hit all those notes. He did so well with it. I just, I just want people to know that those two guys need to get their credit. Oh, yeah. Um... They to me they've been the MVP for Kiss mm-hmm. the last ten oh, plus God, years. Yes. Oh, yeah. If without those two guys, that band they they don't exist in my mm-hmm. opinion. They they need to they get won't into. Be, they won't be on the farewell I, tour. I, right I really want to no. see them get into a band and just blow up and mm-hmm. and just really do well after this tour. 
Um, was there any surprises in the set list? I already heard you say Beth. Any other surprises in the set list from last night? Honestly, Beth was the biggest surprise yeah. to me because uh, uh, he came up out of the floor with that piano yeah. and started going. And uh, like I heard that melody come through on the piano, yeah. I was like, "Huh?" Yeah, because like, and then he, I was like, it took a minute to register because it I, there was that disbelief that they would play the song right. live, mm-hmm. and I'm like, and then he went into the Beth. I hear you calling. I'm like, oh no. <laughs> No like, way. I, like you said, it's just the best because like when they act like they was going uh leaving, I thought, okay, they're gonna play uh rock and roll. Yeah, they they left and, and I left. was like and he was like, Is that it? And I was like, No, they're doing an encore. Yeah, but and which, you know, they always come back mm-hmm. out and do rock and roll all night. And I thought they and were then the he comes song. out with the piano. I'm like, Piano? Right. Then the melody started. Oh. I see what's happening. That's the only was there a song that you thought you wanted to hear that you didn't? Oh no, no. They, I think the set list was pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like that they played Doctor Love. Yeah, yes. that's a that's one of my favorite Kiss songs. Mine too. And they don't always play it, no. but they played it. Ever since I um I played Rock Band on mm-hmm. the PlayStation, that was one of my favorite songs to play too. And that's where I actually discovered that. And I was like, this song is so great. And they played it last night, and they they killed it. Really. Yeah. They played uh, War Machine. Yeah, War Machine I love that was song. great. I'm so glad they played it. Um, even with uh, Terry Gales went with me and saw the first Kiss show uh, with Motley Crue. We mm-hmm. saw that tour. You um, saw him twice on that tour. Yeah, you, mm-hmm. which is you went with me on the when they came to was at Walnut Creek. I think it was yeah. Walnut, yeah. That was the Def Leppard No, that was show. the Def Leppard one. Yeah, that was Def Leppard, yeah. I'm thinking was about the other Motley Crue song we, show we went to with Alice Cooper. Yep. Sorry. Um, so, so many you get them mixed up. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Humble brag. <laughs> <laughs> so we saw Kiss and Motley Crue, and then she was at Kiss and Def Leppard. And mm-hmm. last night as we were leaving, she was like, it, was it just me or was there some songs that they sung the night that I didn't hear the other two times that I've seen them? Oh, was like that? Yeah, oh, and man. I was like, there were a couple of things that they haven't that they haven't played in a while, that, you know, that I was like, okay, like, War Machine was one of them. Mm-hmm. Let Me Go Rock and Roll, that's one of my favorite Kiss songs. Mm-hmm. And they, I never heard them play that live before. And so I was like, okay, Let Me Go Rock and Roll, cool. They played that. Um, 100,000 Years. Mm-hmm. I, I, they played, they they did a great job yeah, of spreading it all the way out. One of my favorite songs that they performed last night, I just thought they did a good job with, was Heaven's on Fire. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I got so into that song last night. It was so good. Well, for me, it was Lick It Up. That was oh, Lick It Up. It's favorite. always yeah, good to hear. Yeah. Lick It Up is such a good song. Yeah. Uh, to me, it's, it's got, for me, it just got a thunder. God That's thunder. my favorite. That, like, that, all that, that, was all that you. you know, just coming in toward to that song, but the scenery and the blood, like you said, and all that is it was just great. I've always had a I've always had a spot for Shout It Out Loud too. Mm, I really yeah. like that song. Another Guitar Hero song that I that's where I discovered it. Yeah, and also yeah, I, just, I was made I for love. love you. And they they do. I'll, I'll, I was, I was made for loving you. That was but the whole disco I love it live because like on the recording that was mm. such a, like a disco sounding song yeah. that it didn't receive well from yeah. the public. But when they play it live, they put in that that rock and roll. Yeah, because, feel because they I thought they sold out it. when they did it because they said okay, kids are going to this disco thing so now yeah. they settle down but oh yeah once yeah, you hear it live are you you hear the rock and roll in it and that so a lot of bands talk about that like when Linkin Park towards like the past few albums they point yeah. out they had some like poppy sounding songs mm-hmm. and then they were talking about like no still come out and listen to these songs live and hear you'll hear this the like the uh, subtleties from the recording that you mm-hmm. don't quite hear that we put in live mm-hmm. that I felt the same way about when we saw Papa Roach 
A lot that of was Papa Roach did that too with um, what was the songs from um, what was it the Connection album? Not Connection. It was or, um, um, uh, oh, Face crap. Everything and Rise. No, no, it wasn't that one. It was. Oh, was it? it was just the one they just put out before. Uh, Who do you trust? Yeah. Uh, How in the uh, hell do, do I not remember wow. this? This is not good for me. <laughs> this wow. is not good for me. We are. We're bombing. We're looking this. it up right now. Now it's gonna because it's gonna bother us until we figure it out. Uh, this last crooked time was, teeth, crooked teeth. Crooked That's what teeth. I didn't think it was that bad. Like what, well, like songs like Periscope. Oh, it's different when you, yeah, it's different. I, yeah, I didn't listen record. to the whole. I listened to the sing, sing uh, the singles mostly from yeah. that. I I didn't listen to the whole album a whole lot, and and then like they put out Who Do You Trust and it was just yeah. I mean, Who that, Do You that Trust was, was a, full of bangers. Oh, just front to back, it was such a good album. Yeah. Uh, we're getting off track here. But no, I, I was, but yo, know, I was making that point because, like, um, I was made for loving you. Mm-hmm. Hearing it live, it's a lot it heavier. So, it was so yeah. heavy. Yeah, uh, it's different from hearing yeah. it on the record. Yeah. Um, I think we all in agreement that seeing the number of children oh, yeah. that were in the crowd. I like that. Yeah, I like that, that when it's an older band. Yeah. And then you see like. The people that grew up listening to these right. things, like a Kiss, like a Journey, Sticks, Ario Speedwagon, people that grew up listening bring their kids to the show because that's how I really got into like the older rock. Right. My parents would play it on the radio, and then they'd come through, and I I, I would listen to it. I'm like, okay, this is good. They'd come through, and then mom and my dad or whatever they'd be like, let's let's go see, let's go see that band, and then you go see it, and it's I love I I live for seeing live music. Mm-hmm. Uh, me too. Um like it was even at the point where Terry was looking at me and she was just like, That's gonna be your kid in a few years. <laughs> like, yeah, you absolutely <laughs> right about that. Like my kids like that's one thing that I will say, my kids probably don't they probably just gonna have it embedded in there. Yeah. But, I, just like <laughs> what, what my brother Jason is doing with his kids. Like yeah. from when they were in the womb. Boom. He was he was like putting <laughs> the headphones on on my sister in law's belly and then playing Tremani through it. <laughs> and then like oh my it's so crazy, like because the oldest one, Kai, yeah, any sort of music comes on, he starts bouncing around and dancing <laughs> and it's awesome. Especially if you like I remember this one time, he he took Jason's phone and he was he was playing with it. You know how little kids do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was. I mean, it was it was like six months ago or something. Like he was. Yeah, really, I remember really this. Ago. He was just playing. All of a sudden, we heard Tremonti playing through. He was just slapping at the phone. All of a sudden, Tremonti starts coming through the phone and he just looks at us, smiles, and starts dancing. I was like a proud uncle moment right there. Proud <laughs> oh, uncle that's moment. That's right. <laughs> um, let's see, merchandise. The merchandise mm. prices. Yeah. How did y'all feel about those prices? Uh, oh, man. Yeah, what do you think, Ray Vaughn? Uh-huh. <laughs> First off, I would have got the cheapest thing there if I really wanted to. Now, some of them, they were nice. Now, don't get me wrong. So many cool shirts. Yeah, but for $50, I... That had, was the, the consistency across the board yeah. up there was the shirts were like $50. Yeah. A few were 70 Yeah, 75 75 yeah. Like, come on, Kiss. You don't need <laughs> money that bad. Right. I don't know the pay for that production that they had. <laughs> well, like I was telling you, Brian, me, uh, Raekwon, and our friend Matt that we actually went to a show with. We were, we went to a restaurant across the street after the show. Mm-hmm. Matt looked up the revenue that they've 
generated on this tour, and um, it it wasn't it, they didn't have the last month added up, mm-hmm. but up in like it, it, they broke it down each show, and for the most part, like ninety percent of it, they were making one point five million dollars per show. Mm-hmm. The lowest I saw was six hundred thousand, and um, they added it up so far, excluding the past month on this tour, they have made over $22 million so far. And let's let's remember, they and just played I, a sold-out PNC arena last mm-hmm. night. The show before that was sold out. Now they're in Atlanta tonight. Probably mm-hmm. sold out as well. Probably sold out. And I don't, I, I'm not <laughs> sure if that's counting merchandise either. Probably I think not. that's just like ticket sales. Yeah, probably just tickets. And, you know, I think that one thing that I think that band does a good job of. They make their fans feel so important mm-hmm. that even like they can make the biggest mistake in the world to the public side, yeah. to the fan base. They'll but find the silver lining. Mm-hmm. They're gonna show up every yeah. night, though. Yes, and I think and you get your money's worth when they come. Yes, like I told him, I told Adam this too. Um, I saw Guns N' Roses in a football stadium. Mm-hmm. Uh, I swear, I, I think you. stages, I think Kiss's stage was bigger than Guns N' Roses' stage. Really? Yes. Mm. It was a huge. Yeah. It took up half of the floor in the arena. Yeah, it really did. Yeah. Now that I think about it, it was it was damn near half that floor. Yes, it was half the floor in the arena. And knowing Kiss, they seem like to be able to make the smallest stage possible, so they have more, more ticket people. sales. Yeah. <laughs> but um. And then that leads me to my next point. Sellouts are different. Yeah. Okay, they say last night was sold out. There was maybe five, 6,000 seats that wasn't being used, yeah. obviously. But they were paid for. They just Those are probably like bots that bought them and were... No, I'm talking about the ones that were behind the stage. Oh. I so, on the, okay, oh no, no. Like behind the stage. Now, they sold, they sold out PNC 15,000, 16,000 people. Now, Metallica was just here. That every true seat, sellout. It was a true sellout. Really? Every seat was sold. Because Metallica, seat. they have like a round stage that sits in directly in, in the, the center of the floor. Of the floor. Oh, okay. then, and, and it's actually really smart to do that because yeah. you have four times as many front row seats that way. Oh, Instead of just oh, yeah. having one here, it's yeah. a row of front row. Mm-hmm. You got front row on one side. Front row on another, front mm-hmm. row over there, and then front row there. Okay, so everybody from all around the arena. Yeah, but, but the whole floor yes. was GA, right? It was general admission. Yes. Mm-hmm. It was a general admission pit, so they were packing them in there like sardines. And then all the way from the from the floor, all the way up to the ceiling was sold out. Oh, wow. Like, when Metallica came out, they had to come out through the tunnel, like, right where I was sitting at. Mm-hmm. So, like, as they're coming out and the video's playing... You have James Hetfield walking towards the stage and shaking hands, and then you got um, Rob Trujillo. He takes off and he's running, and then you got Lars, who's always late. <laughs> the music's Drummers. already the the music's already starting, and he just casually walks up. Not even jogging. Not no, even jogging from Lars. He just, with a towel over his shoulder already, slouched over, walks up. He takes the towel off. He takes a sip out of his drink. Then he grabs some drums and says, okay. Time to get to work. He goes on stage. He was like, yeah. And then, pop, 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 and starts playing. I was like, 
You're late. <laughs> Where you been, Lars? Speaking of late, speaking of late, this was a big thing that a lot of people was talking about last night. How do you feel about them saying 7.30 start time, but the show not starting until 9 o'clock? Nah, I knew that was going to happen mm-hmm. because that's how sure, Metallica was. Because Matt was late getting here, and it's mm-hmm. like 7.30, and he was saying that it started at 7.30, and I'm like, 7.35, Matt, where are you, bro? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but then we get there, like, you posted a picture at 7.30, yeah. and it was like the kiss, like, yeah. like, what was it like the, the screen thing? Yeah. The, yeah, the curtain, yeah. And, I, and I'm like, oh, there's because I was like, is there like an opener? What what's going on with that? Then it, you post that at seven thirty. I'm yeah. like, they're already set up for kids. Mm-hmm. This thing might be starting at like eight, mm-hmm. and then we get we get in there and we're killing time. It's like eight thirty, and it's still like just curtain up. Yeah. I'm like, all right, so this is starting at nine. Like I told that, Mar- that was different. I yeah. told Marlena at seven forty five. Marlena was my best friend's. Um, older sister, I told her, I said, this thing is starting until 9. I told her that at 7.45. She was like, maybe it'll start at 8.30. I said, no, it's definitely going to be 9. <laughs> this is Kiss. It's starting at 9. Yeah. Now, I'll say this. I don't like this trend that's starting to happen where there's no openers and yeah. these big bands are just playing shows by themselves. Because like now you're not... Yeah, me yeah, too. Like, what's, you discover bands there. You, that's how you find new bands. Right. Yeah. We, hell, we discovered Wilson. We Is Human. We Is Human. Wilson. Um... In this moment. In this moment. That's a big one for us. Yes. Um, who else? Uh, Three Pill Morning. Three Pill Morning would be <laughs> a really good one for us. Like, There's a lot of bands that we band. discovered just for them being opening acts. Mm-hmm. And now, a, like, a kiss could have took out anybody. Anybody. Give them 30 minutes. Yeah, that's all they need. Because we're all just sitting there just twiddling our thumbs anyways. Right. People for are pissed off. Yeah, people are pissed it's off. It's starting to get grumpy because all you... I, I got here at 7.30 because yes. I thought that's when things were getting yeah. started. And I'm sitting here for an hour and a half waiting on this band. I'm getting hungry. I'm tired of sitting here with all these people. Like, yeah. I'm ready to start going. Doors open at 6.30. So people oh, are so, in there oh, before so 7 o'clock. So some people were there oh, for like two and a half. Yes. Oh, you were there. I was there. Brian Howard. Mm. I was ready. You couldn't tell me <laughs> nothing. But then another, like, as as the show started getting closer, like, I've been to enough kids shows where I I know when a certain song plays on the PA system, mm-hmm. they're ready to come out. Even with Def Leppard, I said, "Oh, they're playing. Oh, it's um, it's been a won't get fooled again." Mm-hmm. Yeah, for Def Leppard, I think it's won't get fooled again. No, I was talking like for, when Kiss was getting ready Kiss, to open up. Long time to rock and roll. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's been a long time to rock and roll. So whenever I heard it, I said, "All right, they're about to come out," yeah. and they're looking at me like, "Are you sure?" Because <laughs> we've been saying, "No, this is the song they always play before they come out." So, like when stuff like that starts happening, mm-hmm. or you start hearing uh, the bass tech. Strumming uh, Gene's bass guitar mm-hmm. or something. It's like, okay, now we're getting close. Yeah. But until those signs started happening, I was just sitting there. Just kicked back, like, all right. Just waiting. Just waiting, <laughs> you know. But uh, I do want, I do think that it's a dangerous precedent being set where you're not using opening bands yeah. anymore. Because yeah. then, like, you get one band that starts making it big, and they're like, all right, we can ditch these opening acts now mm-hmm. and just go by ourselves. Yeah. And then that doesn't help the rock and roll scene, which really rock does. and roll scene needs all the help it can get. It. Help if you're in a rock band and you're making it, help out the other ones that yeah. aren't quite that are like on the verge. Just help help out your brothers. Yeah, right. You gotta use your pedestal, man. Yeah. Um, I think that's one thing that one reason the Shine Down tour is gonna be so successful this summer, mm-hmm. and then the Pop They're a big one for tour. helping out and bringing. Bring, I mean, not even like a smaller band either. They'll bring out like a. 
band that has just as successful as them that they're friends with, like yeah. a Papa Roach. Like yeah. Papa Roach is, I think, older than Shinedown. Yeah. And they're like, guys, come on out with us. And you have to have big balls to do that, too, though. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When you have a big band like that, like, when Kiss and, like, that's when Kiss still had that hunger in them. They took out Motley Crue on tour with them. To they took open. out Death Leopard mm. on tour with Who them. Who is a Hall of Fame before Kiss, right? Yeah. No, Death no, Leopard just went in this year. Death Leopard just went in this year, doesn't yeah. it? I mean, Kiss went in last year. Yeah, mm. it's just like you know how big your balls have to be to take out a band of that caliber and say, "Hey, you're opening for me." Yeah, like the balls of Motley Crue. Hey, Alice Cooper, you're opening for us. Yeah, like <laughs> think about that. He cuts his head off every night, and he's your opening act. <laughs> you how are you gonna top cutting your own head off, man? <laughs> what are you gonna do, Gene? <laughs> Remember the video where he killed all of them. He had the posters on the wall, the poster on the wall. He was like, congratulations, guys. Nice. Yeah. He was throwing knives at Ken. He, he, he did not miss. Who did that? Alice, Alice Cooper. Cooper. Oh, really? he, he throws knives. Like, like He's really good at it. He <laughs> put a poster of Kiss on the wall, and he threw knives at each four member, hit them right between the eyes. Oh, wow. Right between the eyes to each one. Like, first throw, too. Like, yeah. Bop, 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 bop. Mm. I mean, I, I tell you, they're just really good guys. So he just talks great guys. I love being on tour with them. That's Alice Cooper for you. Uh, let's but see. it's crazy. He's like the nicest guy ever, nice too. Deal. You meet him like in real life. Yeah, I heard He's that, too. He's the nicest, sweetest guy. He teaches Bible study at his uh, church. Alice, <laughs> Alice Cooper teaches Bible study. Who would ever thought I'd see that? Right. Um, and, and this is some dude like in the 80s. Like, he tried to rent a trash truck to promote, mm-hmm. like, his album. I think it was called Trash. Yeah. Or something like that. They would, the trash company would not let him rent that trash truck because they thought it would ruin their image. Wow. Because like Alice Cooper. Because it was Alice Cooper. They're like, no, we don't want, want that on our image. Mm-hmm. And here, fast forward 30 years, he's teaching Bible study <laughs> in the <laughs> church. <laughs> um, let's see. 2019, man. And right. what thoughts, takeaways from the kids show? Uh, it's a great show, and if you still got a chance to get a ticket, yeah, season, yeah, if, they they're so they're going overseas soon. But I think they're coming back. They're mm-hmm. playing Charlotte coming up in, in the near future, August. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're coming within drivable distance to you, don't hesitate. Get the tickets. This is gonna. This really is gonna be their last show, mm-hmm. their last tour. Um, just take advantage. It was it was a kick ass show, man. Um, glad you got to see it. My takeaway is. Don't believe everything the media tells you. If you love Kiss, if you're a Kiss fan, you should go out and see that mm-hmm. show. Because it's maybe it's not the Kiss that you remember, but it's still but probably it's one still of the Kiss. best rock shows right. that you will ever see. Right. Right. Like, the show that I just saw was my favorite Kiss show that I've seen. I've seen it three my, times. My, yeah, I've seen this. That was my second time, and that was my favorite one. That's That was my favorite show that I've seen from them. Um, like I said, don't believe everything you hear. Those guys are doing an amazing job. They're putting on a heck of a show. The musicianship is amazing. Um, Tommy and Eric are really the MVPs for them right now. They're keeping everything afloat. Gene is still they Gene. Their weight in yeah. band. Gene sounds good. Yeah. Actually, Gene Gene's voice really holds up to me. Yeah. Honestly, well, like you can hear some age in it, but he it's held up. For but the part. style he sings too, mm-hmm. that helps. Um, Paul Stanley is still. One of the best front men in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if he you have bring, a chance to go see it, even if like his voice falters sometimes, as it does when you're sixty plus years old, yeah. the energy he brings to the yeah, stage. Still got, you still got the balls enough to go out there and give you all. That's all the matter right there. 
And especially yes. what I like is seeing the demographic of ages from like little kids to like older people still come to see kids. Yeah. That's how you know how you much only people get that love and respect. When you go to a band that's from like the 70s yeah. or whatever, like those older bands, that's the only place you really get that. Like yeah. that age of like, like little kids from like yeah. middle school up to like middle-aged people, like 50s, 60s. Right. So if you have a chance to go see kids, go out and see them. Take it. Take um, enjoy, yes, enjoy the show. Yeah, it's it's a it's a spectacle. Um, if the music isn't good enough for you, the production will definitely mm-hmm. have you will have you captivated as well. Oh yeah. Um, production wise, I think this is this is the most advanced I've seen production. Mm-hmm. They um, pulled out all the stops, honestly. Yeah. yeah. Production wise, I'm the guy that's seen Travis Scott. I've mm-hmm. seen Kendrick Lamar. I've seen Guns N' Roses. Crew, I've seen um, Metallica, Motley Crue. The production for this kid's show is the best production for a concert I've seen yet. Yeah. Um, so if you have a chance, please go see him. I stumbled across a bit of a, like a little tidbit that interested me. Oh, I want you guys to guess, though. What would you guys say is the highest selling instrument? Highest selling highest selling instrument out of all the musical instruments in the world, which sells the most? Brian? A recorder. A recorder? Yeah. Okay, what would you say? See, I'm not musical like y'all. What what would you say out of all the musical instruments, which one sells the uh, the best? To me, I would I would like to say drums. That's just drums? Yeah. So you say recorder and you say drums. Yeah. Alright. The highest selling Musical instrument in the world is the harmonica. 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 Really. I, I I was I found it like I think I, I can't remember exactly where I found it, but it was online somewhere. I was just like reading through some stuff. It's the harmonica. Wow. How sweet. <laughs> it didn't make sense to me either. Out of all the, I would say guitar. Yeah. I would have said guitar if you asked me. I was thinking recorder because yeah, you know, every, everybody's yeah. little school? kids. Yeah, I remember doing yeah. that when I was in elementary school. Yeah. They still play those things and mm-hmm. it sounds terrible. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I'm thinking, like, you know, like when kids, like, when they see their favorite rock band, they're like, oh, I want to get the drums or guitar. Want, or, yeah, they, or they see like that guitar hero up yeah. on stage. Like, I want to get a guitar. I want to play just like him. Nope. They play harmonica. harmonica. The harmonica. Harmonica. Here's, here's my thing. Adam, since you're the guitarist here, mm-hmm. what would be the perfect guitar to buy for somebody beginning? Like, if I had a kid, and my kid is showing interest in guitar, at, let's say at the age of six or seven. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, which what, is a good age, I would yeah. say. What would, what would you recommend for them, guitar-wise and, like, music-wise on what to play? Would you recommend them to go to an instructor? Would you recommend them to try to learn on their own? What would you? All right, so if if you got a if you got a young child around you know, five, six, seven, which is where a lot of people do start playing guitar, so it, I would say introduce them to that around that age. I would say definitely get them an acoustic guitar. Don't go buy them. Don't rush out and buy them an electric guitar. One of those like my first guitar was that electric guitar I got over there. And it was one of those kits, like, it was a box with a guitar and, like, a small amp about, like, a, a foot by a foot. Like, you know, like that size. Mm-hmm. Which it was, it, it was like, nice little setup. But 
buy them an acoustic guitar because it's going to be a little quieter than that. Um, I would say go cheap, for like right off the bat. Buy them like a, like a little Yamaha acoustic. They're they're fairly they're decent guitar, decently made, and you, they're pretty versatile. You can play a bunch of different stuff on it. As far as learning wise, when you like you buy them the guitar, then buy them like an instructional DVD type of thing where you got the the tutor on the screen walking them through like chords and and like the like the um scales for like the the chords and all that and see if cuz like they could be very interested in to in it but they don't necessarily take to it right away or whatever so get them the instructional DVD see how they do with it if they if it, they still are interested in it after that and they do pretty well with it or whatever, and they want to keep pursuing it, then I would say go find a tutor because that, that can get expensive. So get I, I, I definitely say get the tutor because I was self-taught in guitar and I got myself into a music program in a community college. And then they put me with one-on-one -on -one with a tutor once a week. And that changed a lot of things for me. It changed my approach to guitar. It changed my knowledge of the fretboard, and just overall how to play it. So I would I would say, I would say go that way. Buy buy like a relatively cheap acoustic guitar, like a Yamaha, or something like that, and then instructional DVD, and then go from there with a tutor. And all right. So with the tutor. Would you want to get somebody that's like knowledgeable of the style you want to play, or just somebody that's just knowledgeable of guitar in general? I'd go knowledgeable of the guitar in general, cause it just when when you when you go that way, you you can branch out, you can experiment with the different styles, and then you can find which one your child is better at, which one they enjoy playing more. And then you, uh, a lot of tutors, they have a general knowledge of different styles, too. And then from there, you can take that path and explore. Uh, when it comes to stylistically, I find that you can do a lot of research on your own and kind of really strengthen that area. But it, it all starts with a general knowledge of how to play guitar before you start going stylistically. Okay. Sounds good to me. Yes, sir. All right, so we're going to introduce a new segment here called "Would You Rather." We're gonna, we're gonna. We're bring still in... sitting here with Ray, Ray, Rayquan as well. Make sure we throw that in there. Yeah, still got Rayquan here sitting with us for this whole episode, this very special episode. And uh, this segment, we're gonna bring in. I, I would say probably weekly, and just bring in two separate scenarios, um, and just see which which one we would rather, which one we would rather uh, see. So, uh, Brian, you said you, you have one locked and loaded. If you want to, that would kind of blanket over me and Raekwon. So if you want to kick it off. In light of us just seeing Kiss last night, would you rather have Gene Simmons spit his blood on you? <laughs> or would you <laughs> lick up the urine of Ozzy Osbourne? Oh, the, the, you know, since I, like I said... It's the fake blood that he... And, and then he spits it out, and then it... 
it's this my spitting on you. <laughs> I'll take the blood because I, I would. Yeah, I'm going after my whole life to see that. I would take that. I would take the blood because that's that's like one of those cool moments. And plus, like it gets on you, you can just yeah. wipe it off. You lick up. I I don't want to lick up anyone's urine, <laughs> yeah, right. uh, especially especially Ozzy's. <laughs> knowing everything that man has done in his life. <laughs> I'll take the fake blood and spit any damn day. <laughs> oh. All right. All right. Um, Raekwon, do you got one? Do I got one? No. Yeah. All right. I don't know if you thought up one. Mm-mm, you go. I still got. That All right. One. Well, I got one, and I mean, it could it could go to both of you. Um, I went a little less gross than Brian did. <laughs> would you rather see Prince in his prime, Ooh. or? Would you rather go see Jimi Hendrix in his prime? Oh, 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 oh man. Oh. I'm getting the reaction I thought I'd get from Brian. Well, so while he's thinking, I would say for me, Prince. Prince? Yes. Rita. It's just like, all right, so I listen to Jimi Hendrix, and I like both of them a lot. But it was just something with Prince, his style to me, well, just for me, Myers was better. And, like, it was something that I liked. My, that, that showman yeah, too. It he just, puts on. He he did put on a show. And I just want to see Purple Rain live. Oh my god! That's I, I saw I, that I, Super Bowl. I will always hate that I never got to see yeah. Prince live. I know my mom is too. She adored Prince. Um. The so backstory. The reason I go to as many concerts as I do now. Mm-hmm. The reason I spend as lot um, as much money as I do on concerts now oh. is the fact that I never got to see Prince. Oh really? And I was always told. You'll see him one day. Yeah. yeah he'll and come then, through Raleigh and you'll catch it. Yeah, you'll catch it. Like, yeah. nobody was ever willing to, like, just pay for me to yeah. go and, or like, take me. You think if we don't have the money this year, you'd be like, okay, well, he might come next he'll year. He'll come next year and right. save us. Well, you forget to, tomorrow never And then promise, the, promise, the unfortunate right. did happen. Yeah. Of course. Um, just for that alone, I'm going to say Prince. Because I was actually living while he was while doing, he his, thing. Was doing his thing. Jimmy was gone way yeah. before this. Like, what is it? Seventy? He he passed. Something like that. So, yeah. yeah. At twenty-seven years old, Jimmy so, Hendrix passed. Across the so board, we could we could honestly say maybe Hendrix didn't even never met went to his got to his prime. Yeah. He was that's twenty-seven. A, that's a good point too. Yeah. <laughs> he was twenty-seven. That's true. That's true. But like, <laughs> from from the the career span he had, the pinnacle that Jimmy hit in that in yeah. that time frame. Would you have rather seen that, or would you have rather seen Prince in his prime? Prince. And his okay, probably Prince. Yeah, Prince. Mostly Prince, yes. Like, mm. like he's like what what Kron said that moment of hearing him sing "Purple Rain" live, or just the fact one second he could be playing drums, then second he be playing the bass, mm-hmm. then second he be playing the guitar, just, then second he's playing piano or keyboard. Oh yeah, he's such an I immensely mean, talented musician, and he was just all over that stage too. He yes. put on a show. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, Alright. And he was a stickler. <laughs> so, are you finished? No, no, then you go ahead, man. Oh, so with my rather, since you say we're talking about primes now, so would you rather... Is this the both of us? Or yeah, both it? of y'all. Okay. Would you rather see Michael Jackson in his prime or see Kiss in their prime? Oh, man. Michael Jackson. Michael Jackson? Michael Jackson. Anytime that people pass out at just at, at just seeing you stand on the stage... That's a certain presence yeah. that I want to see what that's really like. I don't like, I want to pass out, but yeah. I want to see, I want to see what all the fuss is about. Yeah, I I, I understand that that reasoning right there. Mm-hmm. I would have loved to see Michael Jackson in his prime, 
but I might have to go Kiss on this one because that's the genre of music that is my favorite. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. I've I grew up listening to rock and just hearing stories from that and just hearing my like stories from my dad of listening to them when they came out with that music while mm-hmm. they were in their prime. I got I think I got to go Kiss on that one. Just FYI, I do have a poster of Kiss. Thank you, Adam. Um, <laughs> Birthday present for yeah. me. Prince. Thank you, Terry Gale. <laughs> and a poster of uh, Kiss Prince. And a poster of Michael Jackson. Thanks to myself. On my wall. <laughs> on my wall right. right now. Like, <laughs> yeah. like those like from those are three, three of my favorite yeah. artists of all time. Like no genre no genre included. Those like three of my top artists. Mm-hmm. And of course, thank you, Mama Kim, for my Jimmy Hendrix t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that gave me the idea for my Would You Rather for you. Oh, yeah, Because really? I know you love Prince. Yeah. And then I know you also love Jimmy. Then I saw the yeah. shirt and I was like, that's a good one to start off with, with this guy. Yeah, oh, I, oh, you go ahead. I love, I love me some Jimmy Hendrix. Like, no, let's not get that twisted. Mm-hmm. But it's just something about being alive when Prince was alive mm-hmm. and not and being not able to see him. Right. That's why, like I said, like, I don't get me wrong, I love the time period I'm born in. But just something about, like, man, if I was, like, during the time, in the 80s and 70s. If I was just born in prime, the late man. 50s, so that I was at a good age, yeah. where, you know, like, mid-60s hit, yeah. I would be, like, 14, 15. Yeah. And then experiencing that, when all these bands started coming out, and then, like, I would have been, like, what, 19 at yeah. Woodstock, watching all that, and then seeing... ACDC with Bon Scott yeah. or seeing The Who in their heyday seeing Queen seeing Black Sabbath come yeah. out like Black Sabbath came out what was it 79 79 yeah. Yeah. I would have been yeah. <clears throat> I would have been there uh, just when when they I'll hit the now. scene yeah. it would have been magical to see and we'll actually we'll touch on Black Sabbath in a minute actually mm. well, well, we might we might dedicate a whole episode, episode to that to honestly Black Sabbath. Mm. but yeah so all right, so that was Would You Rather. All right, it's time for our uh, segment from last week called On This Day in Music History. Um, on this day, April 7th, 2019, we're going back all the way to April 7th, 1988 to a man you might know by the name of Alice Cooper. During a European tour on this day, Alice Cooper accidentally hung himself in a rehearsal when a safety rope snapped. He dangled for several seconds before a roadie saved him. Man, <laughs> damn that. <laughs> Ain't no way in hell. Oh, my God. That's, that's so Alice Cooper right there, though. That is that is a Alice Cooper story. <laughs> I'm surprised that we haven't heard more stories about stuff like that with yeah. Alice Cooper. I'm surprised we hadn't heard that before now. That I know. surprised me. I know. I'm pretty sure that he's had a few near... I heard him say yeah. some stuff about some about some yeah, injuries and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean when you when you're in shock rock mm. and you're doing extravagant stuff like that, you're dangling from stuff, you're beheading yourself on stage. You're gonna have some accidents. Yeah, um, I think one of the ones I've heard about was him stabbing himself in the leg. Oh yeah, I think I heard that one. He did what? Stabbing himself in the leg. You know he's good with knives and oh, yeah, swords yeah. and all that. Yeah. Oh, just that one night he wasn't that good. <laughs> 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 he does bring that sword out and pop the balloons and all that. Yeah, too. he has like a full-on sword he brings out. He oh just, wow! Like there's balloons all like flowing, flying around, and he's like sitting there stabbing them, popping them. Oh my them. god! And there was one show where he was balancing the balloon on the sword, mm-hmm. just walking around balancing on it. Then he's like, 
The man is good with blades. I'll yeah. give him that. He's not so great with harnesses. <laughs> no, the, I guess not. Apparently not. Golly, glad he's yeah. still here with us. April 7th, 1988, uh, Alice Cooper hung himself for a minute. <laughs> Rody had to save his life. So thank you to that Rody. We still have Alice Cooper to this day. You're a real MVP. You're right. That's right. Okay, it's time for our segment, Hero Slash Bum of the Week. And Brian, I'm going to let you start this off with uh, what you got for us, man. My Hero of the Week is one Jermaine Cole. Mm. 40,000 people sold out at... um, Raleigh in Raleigh, North Carolina, Dorothea Dix Park for his first ever Dreamville Festival. Mm-hmm. A young um, artist putting together a whole entire festival and it being himself. successful right off the bat. Yes. I'm with you on this. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. No, no big promoters involved. Mm-hmm. Just him and his team. To put it all together. Put it together. He yeah. said, hey, I want to do a festival. Yeah. yeah. And he fucking did it. And he did it. Couldn't do it in last year state. because of Florence. He yeah. made sure that he Florence came back next year. Yeah. Um, now the bum of the week, I don't know this young man's name, but (laughs) there was a story of a young man that went missing from his family. Mm -hmm. His mom committed suicide and was, and in her suicide letter made sure that the family knew that they would never see him again, but he was in safe arms. This week, a young man came out and said that I am that child and the world thought this is a great story. This young man has been found. They take him to the hospital, DNA test him, and find out that he's not the kid, because the kid would have been 14 years old at this time. Mm. Actually, he's a 23-year-old man who was fresh out of prison. Oh, my God. Yeah, this guy's a scumbag. Yeah, what a dick. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that's my bum of the week. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, that's terrible. I mean, the kid's mom went, oh, my God. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Screw that kid. Yeah. That, or that guy. I don't like... Mm. That asshole of a man. Yeah, absolutely. True scumbag. Mm-hmm. So now there's a family that had just got their hopes all the way well, up. They, they finally found their child, and it turns out it was just some scumbag fresh out of prison trying to... I don't, I don't even know what he was trying for. And his brother came out and was like, he's that my brother has always been troubled. Mm-hmm. He has mental issues. He has been in trouble with the law numerous times. The, the kid that went missing? No. No, the dude that... The dude that... Oh, that was the dude that, that faked it. Yeah. Yes. His brother... Oh, okay, got you. Yeah, his brother came out because his brother was embarrassed. Mm-hmm. Oh, I would be too. Right. Yeah, so that's my bum of the week. The brother, I'm sorry that you have to deal with somebody like that. Yeah, that I'm sorry that your brother's your a scumbag. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wasn't wasn't that guy in like in prison for like sexual assault too? I thought I heard something about that. I forgot what he was in prison I, for, but I, it was quote, something don't bad. Don't quote me on this, but I think it was something bad. But I think it was like some like sexual sexual assault related or something yeah. like that. Yeah, it was some it was something scumbagish. I know that. Yeah, oh, well, of course. He was yeah, right. <laughs> All, All right, right. So, Quan, uh, what you got for us, man? Uh, my hero of the week will come in a form as a. Professional wrestler by the name of Dash Wilder. Oh! Last night, Hall of Famer Bret Hart was doing his ceremony, was attacked by a fan, and after all the scuffle, and carried the security carried the fan out, 
But during that, Dash Wilder found in greatness of his heart to knock this fan the hell out. Oh, that video, I, I keep watching it, and it brings so much joy to my right. heart. That that bright hook coming in to that group and, and just, just clocking him, him. So thank you, Dash Wilder, and good luck on your title defense today <laughs> at WrestleMania. I, you know, I, I wasn't a big fan of the Revival. Yeah. I, just, I don't know why. I'm just not a fan of them. But seeing that, I have a respect for Dash Wilder. Exactly. So that's my hero of the week. Now... My bum, a.k.a. Asshole of the Week, comes in <laughs> by the rapper Kodak Black. Oh. Kodak Black took on his life and was talking to a group of friends. And he, I quote, said that he will give Lauren London a year or two to get herself better to try to holler at her. Oh, you after, get out of here after entirely. After she just lost her husband, Nipsey Hussle. You get the entire fuck out of here, Kodak. Exactly. Didn't he get? He just got caught up in some sexual assault yeah. allegations as well. Yeah, he did. And now he's gonna go on live and say that. Get exactly. the entire fuck out of here. Now you have some people who defended this, like there's nothing wrong no, with this, but there's like, a whole lot wrong exactly. with that. Like she just lost her husband last week, and you come out with this shit. Yeah, like, it's, it hasn't even been a week. Mm. Oh, it's been you know, a week today. Yeah, yeah, today. So it's like. Not even like five days. Five days later, you're going to be like, I'm going to give you a year and then I'm going to come home. No, you get out of here is right. what you're going to do. Now you have like rappers like The Game and T.I. And I think, I want to say uh, E-40 coming out and like telling him like you're disrespectful for this. Where's Dash Wilder and knock this guy out? Right. <laughs> somebody needs just, I'm, I will never play another Kodak song. Oh, absolutely not. I've never listened to him and I won't start like now. Something like that, you do not play with somebody. And he just like, it's not like he like, Nipsey Hussle left or anything, he was brutally killed in front of his store. I mean, and I, it, it's just like, like that. That was like it, when you see see those two together, yeah. Nipsey and Lauren. And Lauren like you, you see that connection that they right. had too. Like that was they were like soulmates. And they were yeah. that, each other's love of their life. And then just knowing, and it's such. He was thirty three. Yeah. To be taken away in that fashion, and then you're gonna want to pull that shit. No, yeah. you get out of here, man. Yeah. So Kodak, come back. Fuck you. You're my bum. I, I am 100 percent behind you yeah. on that one. <laughs> <laughs> right, so mine, um, my hero of the week. I gotta give it uh, to Paul Stanley uh, after what I saw last night, and kind of piggyback off of what we we were talking about earlier. Like he, he's caught a lot of backlash, and for his live performances, for him to drop all that bullshit that he was doing. To say like, no, this is this is this is it for us. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna give you all I have left in the tank. Um, I I gained a whole lot of respect for him mm-hmm. after watching that, and also to piggyback off of what what you were saying earlier, um, I didn't have a bum of the week until like two minutes ago. <laughs> um, that fan that attacked Bret Hart. What I I just I want to know what that guy was thinking. Right. Me too. Because he is officially my bum of the week. Mm-hmm. That man, after all he went through in the mm-hmm. WWF with Vince McMahon, the mm-hmm. Montreal Screwjob, to come back and be finally inducted into his rightful place, into mm-hmm. the Hall of Fame. He's trying to give his speech. He was inducted with Jim Neidhart, who mm-hmm. is no longer with us, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. He was he was having such such a moment for himself. Right. He had Natalia by his side through it and he was he was given his speech for this dipshit to run into the ring and tackle the man during this why why what made you think that that was okay to do 
not even that. Like, what, what, what made you think? Like, what? How did that pop into your head to think? Oh, this is a good idea. I'm gonna hop this barrier. I'm gonna hop in that ring, and I'm gonna tackle this legend right. while he's having one of the biggest moments of his career. Bum of the week. I forget his name because it's not important. <laughs> Dude that attacked Bret Hart. I agree. Mm-hmm. Right. So that is bum and hero of the week for all of us. And it is now time for our segment, Album of the Week, Artist of the Week. We're going to highlight artists that we're really getting into right now. Or we're going to highlight an album that uh, we've been listening to a lot lately. And um, Raekwon, I'm actually going to let you take the lead on this one, man. What what have you been digging lately, man? Well, for me, I've been digging this dude for like, I'm going to say like the last four months. But this artist I really like is Saba, a rapper from Chicago. Like with him, he's like he has the poetic rap, but he tells stories within his music. Like one song that I would like for him to play is "Prom King." That's one of the best songs I ever listened to. Okay, so that's your that's your artist you're really digging. Right? Mm-hmm. I I don't think I've heard of him before. Mm-hmm. That's cool. All right, Brian, what you what you got on the playlist right now? Um, what I'm gonna go with today, I'm gonna go with Atreyu. They put out Atreyu. They put out their uh, album "In Our Wake" last year. Um, I have been listening to that album yeah. so much, so I'm, I'm with you on that. My favorite song on the album would be Paper Castle. Paper, mine's a, The Time Is Now. Yeah, I like that's, that one. Too. That's my favorite one. I, I think I hear it too much on Octane. For yeah, me. <laughs> I mean, that's, what, that's what, I think that's where I heard it first, but like, yeah. I hear it so much on Octane, but that's, uh, on that album, that's my favorite. I like Terrified as well. Yeah. Because it's like a, such a mellow, and it's so different from the rest of the album. Mm-hmm. That it, it's, it's, I, I really like it. But yeah, so Treyu, Paper Castle. Paper Castle. Okay, I, um, my uh, artists, I've listened to a lot this past week. I heard them, I discovered them on Octane. Hiro the Hero. I haven't even heard of them yet. Okay. I hadn't <laughs> heard of them. I had, before I heard their music... The band Wilson, mm. on this last album that they did, they have it. They have a song called "Fuck Up My High," and they did a remix version of it with this group. It's like the best way to describe Hiro the Hero. It's like a rap artist that has a rock band behind him. Like he he raps, but then you have that rock and roll sound with him, mm. and it's really good actually. And um, the song that I heard that I really that really got me listening to them that that gets played on Octane a lot is called Never Back Down. So I would say go check that song out. Absolutely. All right. So we have Saba. What song? Prom King. Prom King. Uh, Trey You Paper Castle. Paper Castles. Hyrule the Hero. Never Back Down. All right. All right. All right something I wanna I wanna get your opinion on because you mentioned you you talked about it a little bit and I know how you feel about it uh, Billy Ray Cyrus kind of back in the spotlight right now with that song with was it Lil, Lil Nas X Lil Nas X Lil Nas X Old Town Road mm-hmm. what it's I, I like it yeah. it goes yeah Billy Ray did his thing it's catchy as hell and we were singing it yeah, at the at Kiss the concert, concert last night yeah as, we was the only one singing so, it so Brian, how do you how do you feel about that song? As far as I do not like country music. I don't like country music. I don't like trap. <laughs> and, okay, but I then you, you left Kiss one. early to go to a country concert. Yeah. That was not my... 
that was not my choice. Mm. Um, so you say you don't like trap nor country. So those two negatives in your life, but two negatives make it positive, Brian. So how do you feel about this song? <laughs> it's catchy. Mm-hmm. Just not my cup of tea, though. <laughs> I could care less about it. Come on, Brian. You got to give it a wave. Everybody likes the song. No. You're great. My thing is, with this song, when it when I saw that it got taken down from the country billboard, because it did not have enough country in it. That pissed me yeah, off. Yeah, that really upset Yeah, you know, you hear that story? You mentioned it last night, I think. Yeah, they, it was like one of the, it was like rising, like, it got to like, what, number one? or Yeah, it was, it was number like, one. Yeah, on the country billboard, and they took it down because they said, oh, this song does not have enough country in it. But we're just, but hip hop's the same freaking genre that lets anybody get them away. Macklemore, like, look at Macklemore. Bu- oh, that's fine. That's I, fine. I don't that's, hate Macklemore. Mind you, he has some good songs. Macklemore won best rap album over Good Kid, Mad City. Over Kendrick. Okay, Lamar. yeah, that that I have a problem with. That's what I'm because yeah. that is probably my favorite album from Kendrick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and that's why I'm getting to like, you tell me this song doesn't have enough country in it. But when other genres, they willingly accept. I say the people. ratio is pretty even; like it's fifty-fifty between it. Yeah, so, I, would, I mean, pretty close. So that's I. I feel like that's the reason why Billy Ray got on it, but I'm glad he did. So now that they can't I, say nothing about it now. I like the song. Mm-hmm. Time will tell if I continue to like yeah. it. If it's one of those songs that it comes out and I'm like, oh, this is catchy. I really like it. And then, like, a week later, I'm like, okay, I'm tired of yeah. hearing this. Because you have those songs that you listen to. Yeah, or if it's just one of those things. Like, like I, every time it comes on, I'm like, yeah, this is it. Yeah. I'm with it. Could, could but just right be now, way we I'm riding. It. I'm with it. But it's hot right now. You got to go with hot. It, it's all over Facebook, too. Yeah. That's how I found out. Like, the video of Lil Nas X and Billy Ray Cyrus playing yeah. it in studio. Yeah. I, I saw that, and I'm like, this goes hard. Right. And then I downloaded it. On Apple Music, and then I I listen to it, and I'm like, yeah, like this it, is this been in my playlist for this is gonna be this is, yeah, this is gonna be on rotation in my playlist now. <laughs> we played it in every PE class this week, so that's why you're tired of it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you're tired of hearing it. I work with Teron Downey. He used to play for Wake Forest. Yeah, and like he controls the sound system uh-huh. and um Pete and Jim. And he just played it every single class. And he like, hey, B, you tired of hearing this? Yes, Toronto, I'm tired of hearing it. <laughs> but, but, yeah, I'm tired of it already. Um, I don't like trap music. I don't like country music. And both of them together just made it... Makes it equally, doubly worse. Make, equal, makes it even worse for me. Mm. And um. I'm just ready for this second to be over, honestly. <laughs> right, well, so we can move on. We're done talking about that song, I guess. Are you going to put this song in in the episode, too? Yeah. Oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> All right. I'm a, I'm a, this is pre-edit, but I'm going to, before this segment here, I'm putting the song in. Okay. I have it written right there, Brian. <laughs> oh, joy. Hold I on. can't I'm wait. I'm just going to write, just for Brian. <laughs> because, I don't know. I like. We know you love it deep down. Yeah. All right, so um, like like we talked about at the top of the episode, uh, this is a very special episode. It's our first one with special guests, and today is WrestleMania Sunday. Uh, no, we uh, it is WrestleMania Sunday. We uh, 
So we're gonna we're gonna dive in. We're gonna talk about it a little bit, and we're also gonna talk about our give our top five list on uh, our favorite wrestler theme songs of all time. Okay. So I want to start off. I want to ask you guys what is uh, what is one match you guys are looking forward to the most tonight? What is the, what is the one match? I think the consensus is probably going to be this Kofi and Daniel Bryan match. Mm-hmm. Kofi Kingston and Daniel Bryan. Yeah, I would say the same thing. I, at one point, it was the Becky and Ronda, but then they just started adding too yeah. much to it for me, for my taste. Lot, I would probably end up going Kofi Bryan, mm-hmm. but I, I don't know. This uh, Seth Rollins, Brock Lesnar has really intrigued because I don't know which way they're going to go with it. Yeah. Just like I don't know which way they're going to go with uh, Daniel Bryan and Kofi, because yeah. it, it's going to come down to whether they whether Vince doesn't want the WWE champion at Saudi in a few weeks, mm-hmm. or he wants to give it to Kofi right now and have Kofi appear, because Daniel Bryan has made it clear he is not going to Saudi Arabia. Mm. So if Vince wants the WWE champion there, he's going to have to take the belt off of Bryan. Exactly. That makes sense. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's just, um, to, to your point on the Saudi show, mm-hmm. I mean, not on the Saudi show, but Becky. on the Becky and uh, Ronda. Once they added Charlotte, yeah. I lost interest in the match. Yeah, me too. Oh, absolutely. Like, they, I'm so tired of WWE doing it. They take this one on one match and we they get us all excited about mm-hmm. it. And then all of a sudden they throw in another one. Oh, all of a sudden it's a triple threat match, or all of a sudden it's a fatal four way. Yeah, they do it so much, and it's so tired out, and I'm 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 sick of seeing it. Honestly, just give us a one on one match for a championship that we all mm-hmm. want to see. Yes, we all were okay with Becky and Ronda. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the match, especially after like what was like survival. Oh, the say. build up for that yeah. too. The the back and forth on Twitter between yeah. the two. There's real life heat between them right oh, now. Oh yeah. Yeah, the report is that Ronda doesn't, doesn't want to be pinned or submitted. Yeah, by I saw yeah, yeah, I saw that too. She doesn't want to be pinned or submitted, or submitted by, by, Becky. by Becky because of the real life he doesn't. Uh-huh. And Ronda just needs to get over here. it. Right. Like, calm down. Like, get the fuck out like of you here. said it yourself, wrestling's fake. Yeah, everybody yeah. knows it. So Which put go. a bad taste in my mouth. Yeah. That she, she, she waltzed right into WWE. They, WWE. They used that, uh, well, I won't say she uh, officially got in at Royal Rumble. But debuts her match at WrestleMania. WrestleMania? Yeah. WWE said that, oh, we're not going to rush it with her character. Yeah. We're not going to put her Give right her into a picture. We're going to make her earn it. And then right away, bam, women's champion. And then all of a sudden she wants to start trashing the company because she doesn't like the way she's being used. No, no you... First of all, you don't have a lid to stand on. You don't know shit about the business right. yet. You've been in it for a year right. and some change. Becky's been doing it. She's she's a teenager. Yeah. Yes. What, been around 15 the world. plus mm-hmm. years. Yeah. You you need to calm down, Ronda Rousey. My thing is, she wanted to use her legacy from something else. Exactly. To try to Just herself in. W, yeah, that's what I'm gonna get. And like, she understand like when she came in, she don't. First of all, she don't know how to talk on a mic. She her mic does. skills are horrendous. Exactly. Like, it's more than just you know what you can do in the ring. You have to work your character to the what best. What was it like? Uh, um. I think it was a couple of rounds ago, mm-hmm. or like two or three. Um, she was she had that promo with Stephanie, I think, mm-hmm. and she was trying to talk about Vince thinking he's like the man of the company, mm-hmm. and she just completely tripped over her words through the entire sentence. Yeah. And I was sitting there on the couch watching, and I just had to cover my face, like, "Oh my god, 
Is this real? And you can tell the fans were not intrigued she just, by all. She completely stuttered through the whole sentence. And the, you heard the the audience go, yeah. oh. Yeah, like, like, when she gets on the mic, nobody wants to hear her. She grabs the mic and the, you hear the whole audience just go, oh, God, here we go. Right. <laughs> um, uh, I think that's all I'm interested in. Yeah, I the mean, well, Kofi and Daniel Bryan. I'm also Kofi interested. Daniel Bryan. I mean, there's, there's, I'm interested in there's gonna be, there's yeah. a lot of potential and to this Bron. card. It's just mm-hmm. all a matter of what what WWE people do. The direction WWE takes it with. That's the last few years. That's been my biggest thing. Mm-hmm. They've taken matches, and the matches were good, mm-hmm. but the finishes were wrong. Were awful. Mm-hmm. The whole match was great. Just the decision of the match is not it. Oh, close to what people and that's mean. why I feel like where that's where NXT drives in on their takeovers. Yes, like they they get it the right. The right person yeah. wins. Only one I don't agree with was like on last takeover when uh, Shayna won, but I feel like they just building her up to want to lose it to somebody else like Candice LeRae. Yeah. So there's certain things that NXT does better than main roster does, which in my part makes their pay per view way much better and entertaining than uh, WWE. And you get one-on-one matches for yeah, championships. Exactly. That uh, Johnny Gargano and Adam, Adam Cole, Cole match that was, was the, yeah. one of the greatest matches I've seen exactly. in so long. I was because like it and it went so long, and there mm-hmm. were so many times where you feel like it's gonna be just over. Cole just like had him dead to rights, and then covered him, and I'm like, oh, that's it, Cole's a new champ, mm-hmm. and then at the last second, Gargano just kicks out. And I'm jumping off the couch like, oh my god! Yeah, exactly. And it went. It was back and forth. Like to me. thirty minutes yeah. for like that, and then undisputed era comes out and gets involved and takes out Gargano. And I was a hundred percent sure. I was like sitting there like, and I was kind of low key pulling for Gargano. Yeah. I don't know why. It's just like I wanted him to win. I wanted mm-hmm. him to be the champ. all the stuff he went through. Yeah, and then like that happened, and I'm like, oh, that's it. Cole's Cole's gonna take it here. And he kicks out again. And then he he just, he, like, he gets him in the, what was it? The Gargano Gal- escape. Gargano escape. And then I'm like, oh, maybe not. And then you see him get right at the ropes. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, ah, uh, here we go again. And flips, flips him over, over, middle of the ring, and he taps. And, oh, uh, man, in those two moments after, right after, oh, Candice yeah. LeRae runs out and just hugs him. Got me in my feels. And then Champa coming out. That that got me right in my that's, cold dog. That's, like, that's what I feel like what NAC does better at. Like they I give they give you the stories and they give you the matches where they're gonna be on the edge of the, the seat. The stories don't overtake the matches. Exactly. The matches dictate the storylines. Mm-hmm. Um I think the one thing that I'm pretty sure is gonna happen, because this is a Vince McMahon show, mm-hmm. I think Randy Orton is gonna be AJ Styles. Oh yeah. Especially TNA once started, type WWE. Once they started throwing in this Andy. independent wrestler uh-huh. stuff. Can I, yeah, can I say something, though, about that? Um, I agree with you. Because um, all this leading up, they were, talk- they were talking heavy on the fact that AJ Styles hadn't re-signed his contract. Mm-hmm. And there was interest in him going to AEW. And I was looking at that. And then they talked about Randy Orton. And you know how he's like... One of Vince's golden mm-hmm. people. Like, well, that's the only place he's, he's ever wrestled. Yeah. Yeah, of that's course, go-to guy right now. Like, one of them. And they, I saw they put him in a match with that. I'm like, they're punishing AJ. They're gonna have Randy squash AJ mm-hmm. just because AJ hasn't re-signed and he's talking about leaving. So it's gonna be like a, 
uh, it's going to be like Vince saying fuck you to AJ for not re-signing. Well, he's re-signed now. But then he yeah. re-signed, and I'm like, well, maybe not. Still but I think he's still going to kind of like throw a, a, like a little bit of a fuck you in mm-hmm. there for like yes. taking so long and expressing interest in AEW. So, I mean, that that's the way I'm looking at that match. Yeah. I just like when Vince, it would come to like wrestlers, like all like big time wrestlers coming from an indie promotion. And when it comes to like facing, like with Sting. Like, Sting should have won against Triple H. He should have won more than one match. Exactly. And that one match he won shouldn't have been a tag team match. It should have been a one-on-one match. It's like, when it comes to, like, any stuff like that... I mean, it's so... Vince would do Vince would do his best will to try to bury them. And, like, WrestleMania. Like, especially, like, if you're talking about when it it never comes up with promotion against promotion, they're going to use... They're going to make sure WWE... Always wins. Always wins. Oh, absolutely. I I mean, it's so clear with Sting... I mean, Vince is so vindictive against mm-hmm. any sort of competition he's ever had. He'll he'll bring people in just to bury them. Yeah. Um. I, then um, like, and everybody's heads here. The obvious winners of these matches: Ben Balor should win Intercontinental Championship. Mm-hmm. Becky Lynch should win the Women's Championship. Kofi should win the WWE Championship, mm-hmm. and Seth Rollins should beat Brock Lesnar. Yeah. Like, that's all logical in our yeah. minds. 100% agree. But we all know all four of those people are not winning. Yeah. There's going to be one disappointment. I, I know, I say it's going to be. Yeah, it's like not going to be a clean sweep yeah. for us. No. Mm-hmm. There's one or two disappointments happening there mm-hmm. that we're going to be like. Because I was watching somebody. Finn's winning. Yeah, I saw, I saw somebody talking about like. They're used, they, like you said, those four. The, yeah. We the, wanted to win, but the Demon they're, they're, King character yeah. they want to remain like, undefeated, like unbeatable. And they're, they're which make, I'm, I'm with. Yeah, they're gonna make that quick, they're gonna make that match quick in my books because there's so much. There's only limited things Bobby Lashley could do. So in order for that, they just that's gonna be like a quick match. So that's that's automatic fan too. So this is like gonna be left with Seth, Becky, and Kofi. Now they're not gonna make sure we Becky's all get three. So it's gonna be a lot of disappointment Becky's some way. Char- they're putting it on Charlotte. Let's yes, be real. Yeah. Because Charlotte is their golden girl. Mm-hmm. Yes, and I don't necessarily care for that too much. Yeah. Um, but she I does. get it. She's legacy, whatever. But I mean, and she is talented. Much. I gotta give it to her. Yes. She has a whole lot of talent. She's not a better wrestler than Oscar. There's no. there's no That's need right, for her. Right, no. There's also no need for her to already be like an eight time champion. No. Yeah. She's already beat Trish yeah. Stratus's record. Yeah. Right off the bat, she's only been in how many years? Like, well, like four, four, four years, yeah, maybe four or I mean, five. It's not more than six. I know that much. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's ridiculous. She's talented, but there's there's and no need. For my it. thing with that is like when she took the belt off Oscar, and they, it, it it's my pointless. thing. Yeah, it's like it you, felt yours. Yeah, they they they're the reason why Oscar didn't have no match at Mania because they put their time and effort for this triple threat that they forgot. About the SmackDown title, they just I and they keep I keep hearing reports that Vince is very impressed with the way Oscar works in the ring, mm-hmm. but it doesn't show. Right, it seems like her, the, all that talent that she has and it's a lot. Yeah, is so wasted. Mm-hmm. I think Oscar Oscar's the best wrestler in that women's division. Oh yeah, oh, without a doubt, and it's not close. Um, Becky probably has the best character. Mm-hmm. She's the most over. Out of yes. Everyone. Yeah. Out of the whole roster, I think honestly, Becky is the oh, most yeah. over. Yeah, she is. The yeah. entire WWE roster, yeah. I would say yeah. Becky. Mm-hmm. Um. Over Kofi right now. The, oh. Well. Yes. I feel like longevity. Yeah. Yeah. yeah she's been over a lot yeah. longer. Like, after like Kofi's always been 
like love. over yeah. and, and loved. But after that gauntlet match, that first yeah. one where he went like an hour and some yeah. change, that's when people really took notice and were like, this guy is the real mm-hmm. deal and he needs his championship. So they got 100% behind him. I feel like, yeah, when... when they Becky almost destroyed that, that momentum. Yeah. Oh my God, they yeah. did everything they could. So they, Don't they, 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 they tried to. Mm-hmm. But the fact that the WWE Universe didn't let up on it is mm-hmm. why they were like, yeah, we kind of need to stop getting in his way yeah. and just give him it. Because when they took him off the car against... Like, when they first announced that he was going to be on Fastlane, people was still upset because they said, why not give him WrestleMania? So when they took him off and put Kevin Owens in... It was like, here yeah. it comes. Exactly. Like, what? Really out the blue? But everybody was like, okay, maybe they leading him some. And then when they put Mufa- what well, they put him in like the match with yeah Musafa. I'm not gonna stop calling him Musafa Ali. By the way, <laughs> right. I don't care if oh, they want to call him Mustafa, yeah, It's right? just yeah. Ali now. Yeah. No, he's Mustafa Ali. He's stop like, it, Vince. He's like when uh, John Cena almost. He just uh, he went to now. almost. Yeah, it's stupid. It just I don't get with it. I don't get it. Why must you take the name? I like just stop doing this. Exactly. Stop it. Um, I think because I don't think Ron, I think they'll kiss Rama's butt. Mm-hmm. I don't think Becky's well, gonna win the championship. I hear mm-hmm. Ronda is taking a Time hiatus yeah. from after WrestleMania. I think she. I don't know. There's talk. She I heard it from a while too. I honestly, I think she's already pregnant. By the way, you notice on this past Raw, she was wearing that kind of loose fit and shirt over because she normally wears that like kind of like sports oh, bra thing. Yeah. She was wearing that kind of loose fit and shirt over. Oh, she's she might be. Yeah. She might be pregnant already. Cause it, I heard. I heard that story as well. Like she wanted to take time out. There was there was family. rumors she wanted to start a family. Mm-hmm. And um, then I saw that. I'm like, she might be pregnant yeah. already. Cause they're saying she's taking a definite break yeah. after WrestleMania, so she can't. She can't retain. But mm-hmm. the finish of the match is supposed. It has to be Becky over Ronda yeah. for it to be. The right finish. Yeah, not, Ronda's not, not going to let it happen. It's not going to be. It's not going to feel the same if Becky beats uh, Charlotte. If, if Becky no. wins, she and Ronda has her way. It's going to be Becky pinning or submitting Charlotte. Mm-hmm. And that's not the right book because they they want her. They want her to still be strong. Yeah. Oh yeah, they want to maintain that Ronda can't be beaten. Yeah. Type of crap. The only match I'm disappointed in this year is Kurt Angle versus. Baron Corbin. Is that still up in the air, or have they 100% committed to Corbin Angle? We don't know. We don't know. I heard they don't even know about Raymond Stan and Samoa yeah, Joe. Yeah, they don't even know about it. Oh, yeah, that's Joe. up But it's, it's still going to be, Samoa Joe's still going to defend his title. It might not be, because Ray got hurt. Yeah, against, so against Baron Cor- Corbin. Fucking Corbin. I'm like, this is just wilding out here, man. Yeah. I would have I would been 100% on board with... Cena reti- uh, retiring Angle. Oh, yeah. Because that's how Cena came in, yeah. was against Angle. Mm-hmm. And I would have been... I mean, there's talk that Cena is going to make a surprise appearance mm-hmm. yeah. and retire Angle, but I feel like they should have set that up exactly. before today. Like, maybe on the Raw before Mania. Yeah. Like, just tell them... Like, you know, just find a way to put in, like, Corbin's not going to be in the match. Yeah, just like... Yeah, like... Uh, Come out and say, "Oh, on second thought, Corbin's not retiring you." Exactly. We're gonna have a like a surprise mm-hmm. opponent because, like, when um, just have Cena come out of nowhere, yeah, which would have been electric. Yeah, because like it's like when Shawn Michaels retired Ric Flair, that was great. 
That was one so of the they, iconic moments. Exactly. So they got to have an iconic match for Kurt Angle for his last and Raw. It's just not Corbin. I yeah. like Corbin as a wrestler. He's okay. Yeah. But to, to, re- to retire a Hall of Famer, it's it's not Corbin. Mm-hmm. What do you think of that about that, Brian? I agree with you. It just I don't I don't like it. I don't like when he announced it on Raw and everybody groaned. Even like he's like my 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 last match is going to be against my thorn in my side, <laughs> Baron Corbin, and I was on the couch like, oh, come on. Even even Kurt's wife tweeted something about that. She was she was beside herself. But hey, that's WWE. That's Vince McMahon for you. He needs to let it go. <laughs> um, but let's just say. Guys, this should be a great WrestleMania card. I'm looking forward to it. Though. Right. Seven hours. So, do you yeah. wanna you wanna go ahead and run through our official predictions for every match, right? Quick. Yeah. Yeah. Let's go ahead. All right. So the winner take all match: Ronda Rousey, Charlotte Flair, Charlotte Flair, Becky Lynch, Brian. Charlotte. Charlotte. I still got hope in Becky. I want Becky to win. I'm wearing my Becky Lynch shirt right I'm now. A, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, yeah, Brian right mm-hmm. now wearing his the man T-shirt that I am. Most definitely buying at some point tonight. Yep. <laughs> I'm going to say Becky Lynch. A lot of my predictions are going to come off wishful thinking right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, but wishful thinking? All right, think, Becky Lynch. Yeah. That's clean suit. No, no, no. <laughs> go, with, go with what you honestly think. I think <laughs> something's going to happen in Becky Lynch. They got it on a good note. Hopefully this year. That's the main Is event. First ever, first ever WrestleMania main event women's match. Time out. Is it bad that I already saw a spoiler that I'm not too thrilled about pertaining to Becky Lynch? Uh, Keep it to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I will. Wait till wait till happen. Uh, I mean, we're we're on the we're on the show right now. Go ahead and go ahead and say it, Brian. Apparently, a feud between Becky Lynch and Stephanie McMahon will be started tonight. Oh come on! <laughs> Can I change my? Yeah. Keep up alive. I mean that, that that just spells it out. Something's happening, and they're giving it to Charlotte off yeah. of some bullshit. And then Becky's gonna unload on Stephanie tonight, and that's yeah. so. I I switched to Charlotte Flair. Oh, Charlotte Flair is walking keep, out with the titles because she is the golden girl. Keep hope alive. All right, Universal Championship: Brock Lesnar, Seth Rollins, Brian. Brock. Yeah, I feel like it's still gonna be Brock. It's gonna be Brock because my reasoning is Brock is Vince's golden boy. Mm-hmm. I, I I keep saying that with Charlotte's the golden girl. Brock is right. Vince's guy. Mm-hmm. And Saudi Arabia is happening in two or three weeks. They want, and I use air quotes on this, they want that big money attraction yeah. that Vince thinks Brock Lesnar is. When in reality, we're tired of Brock. We don't care about Brock anymore. But Brock Lesnar walks out, still universal champion. And once again, we leave WrestleMania disappointed because of it. Yeah. <laughs> WWE Championship, Daniel Bryan, Kofi Kingston. Kofi Kingston. Kofi. I, I'm going 100% wishful thinking on this, and I believe Kofi Kingston. Because mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan, like I said, has made it clear he is not going to Saudi. WWE Champion needs to be there, and I think it's time, and we have made it so abundantly clear to Vince, we want Kofi. Mm-hmm. Kofi walks out champion. He gets his WrestleMania moment, and I might cry watching It's him. the same thing like how when Daniel Bryan won his championship. There is that wave that they didn't... WWE didn't want him. But the fans and they also him. did it in the worst way possible. We wanted Daniel Bryan winning it. Yeah, they gave us heel Daniel Bryan that we all hated yeah. winning it. 
and I'm I'm not with it. I hate that belt that Daniel Bryan introduced. I hate it. <laughs> organic so, belt. It's so ugly. It is so worse so awesome. WWE <laughs> Championship I have seen in my life. It's so awesome. Yeah. Like, it's such it, a heel it, title. It is such a heel title, and it fits so well, but I hate looking at the damn thing. I, I love the character, and he's 100% with it. He is, he is doing so well as belt. a heel, but I hate it so much. <laughs> I hate that belt. Move on. <laughs> Roman Reigns, Drew McIntyre. Reigns. Oh, Reigns. Reigns. Just Obviously, leukemia. he's coming back from fighting leukemia. They will sacrifice this huge push that they're giving Drew McIntyre because they're right. going to continue it right after Mania. Mm-hmm. But they can't have Roman Reigns lose his biggest comeback match from fighting leukemia, dropping it to Drew McIntyre. Roman Reigns is winning. Mm-hmm. AJ Styles, Randy Orton. Randy. I want to be AJ, but it's, I feel like it's going to be Randy. It's going to be Randy. And I, I, I'm going to go ahead and give a prediction of how it ends. He has Randy dead to right. Off the top rope, going for the phenomenal forearm. Mm-hmm. Boom, right into an RKO out of nowhere. Randy wins. Triple H, Batista, no holds barred. Triple H's wrestling career. Wrestling. I emphasize wrestling. Wrestling career on the line. Triple H. Triple H because he never beat him, Batista. Triple H. Triple H because he's never beat him. They don't want to stop Triple H from wrestling, especially Saudi coming up. Mm-hmm. Triple H is going to have a match there. Don't insult our intelligence, Vince. <laughs> Come on. Intercontinental Championship, Bobby Lashley versus Demon King, Finn Balor. Finn Balor. Yep, Demon King. That's it. Wishful thinking once again. Demon King, Finn Balor. That's my boy. I want to see him recapture that. Just so I can rub it in your face, because last time you were, you would not let go of the fact that he didn't pin Bobby Lashley. <laughs> he didn't pin him. Okay, Leo well, Rush. off that. He pinned Leo Rush. Well, off that. He pinned a cruiserweight. <laughs> <laughs> well, off that logic, Brian, Samoa Joe didn't pin the U.S. champion, oh. and you were excited as fuck about that. Uh-oh. He won it, though. <laughs> There you go. He won it, though. And he didn't pin a cruiserweight. Joe would have killed poor Leo Rush. <laughs> I don't care. Logic still applies, Brian. United States Championship, Samoa Joe versus question mark, Rey Mysterio. Joe's winning no matter who it is. No matter who it is, yeah, it's, it's Joe? It's, it's Joe. It is Joe. They better Joe's first WrestleMania, by the way. Yeah. Oh, let's go, Joe. Yeah. His first right. WrestleMania. I, I'm, I'm in agreement. I think Joe retains, especially with it all up in the air, who his opponent oh, is. Oh, yeah. Women's Tag Team Championship, Sasha <sighs> Bailey against Beth Phoenix and Natalia, Nia Jax, and Tamina, and the Iconics. Ooh. Yeah. I'm going with the Samoans. <laughs> I think they give it to Nia and Tamina just because <laughs> they need it. I, for me, I feel, been, like, I feel like there's a push coming behind them. I, I don't know why. It's gut I'm thinking Iconics for some reason. I don't know. But it's just a gut feeling. On three. One, two, three. Iconics. Iconics. You go Samoas. I'm going with the Samoans. You go Iconics. Yeah. And I'm, I'm with Brian. I think they give I, it. I, know, I, I think they, they push they're not. Nine. Give, they're not giving the, they, uh, they wanted, yeah. they wanted Sasha and Bailey to have their first ever. Mm-hmm. And they've had, a, they've had a few months of holding it. They've defended it successfully a few times. I think they, they hand it to the quote-unquote powerhouses of the women's division, which yeah. is the Samoans. 
Yes, the uh, The legacies. Mm-hmm. Naya in the Rocks family. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tamina being Jimmy Snooker. Oh, yeah, yeah, they're all in the Rocks family. That's yeah. the same family. Oh, it's all, <laughs> yeah, all the time. I keep forgetting that. The only Samoan that isn't with them is Samoa Joe. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody else ties in some way or form. Yeah, all of them the same So, family. yeah, legacy, <laughs> Legacy's going to win. All right. Now, this next one is interesting. The Miz and Shane McMahon. We are getting a heel Shane McMahon, which is different than any Shane McMahon we've had, I feel like. I, I he's, like he's normally the baby face. Mm-hmm. He comes out, panders to the crowd. Everyone loves Shane because he jumps off of high places. Mm-hmm. He does crazy shit every time he goes out there and has a match. I think this is the year that Shane McMahon wins a, wins a match. Mm-hmm. You really think Shane beats Miss? Yes. I feel like it's gonna it's gonna play about that whole father part with the Miz. I think and it's gonna do something think, to distract them. I think Miz's them. father plays a part. Shane does something, distracts Miz, and steals a victory. Yeah, it? actually, now that you bring that up, yeah. I'm with you on that. All right. Um. Uh. Well. Kurt Angle, Baron Corbin. Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle. I mean. Hopefully. If he's fighting Baron Corbin, he better win this match. Yeah. But if it's a swerve, and he is. Maybe fighting John Cena. Well, I'll, or anybody like an Undertaker or John Cena. Mm-hmm. I'll put it this way: um, I was on the po- I was on the Hill Turn podcast with uh, Big Josh, the biz- the biggest hill in the business. Shout out! Shout out to that shout show. Go go and um, listen to it. He uh, brought up a point that whenever Kurt Angle leaves a company, he has no business putting somebody over. Yeah. So be careful. Good about that. point. Mm-hmm. Be careful with that. So, Kurt Angle for you. Kurt, Kurt Angle for you. Kurt Angle for me. I but think. keep that in mind that Kurt does not mind putting somebody over. It's in my butt him. Okay. Like, they gave him they gave him so many opportunities, and he just choked on all of them. Like, when he was money in the bank, the yeah. winner, he choked on that. So, right. we'll see. So, we are on to the SmackDown Tag Team Championship. The Usos defending against Ricochet and Aleister Black, The Bar, and Rusev and Shinsuke Nakamura. I think so for Rusev and Shinsuke. I feel like they're going to still keep it on the Usos. I want the Usos to win. Yeah. I think Usos the Usos retain. It's going to be one hell of a match. Mm-hmm. with, I mean, Especially with the high flyers of Usos and Ricochet. Mm-hmm. And then the freak athleticism of Aleister Black is going to be a hell of a match. But... I think at the very end, the Usos walk out with it. Yeah. You know what? I'll change them. Yeah, Usos. Usos? I said Usos on the Hill Usos across the This is like so their second time on, on the main rest, show. Yeah, the main show. So. Are they on the main show? Yeah, uh, hopefully. Show. We'll see. We'll see. The The pre-show is starting right now, actually. I, I see it on the TV. Raw Tag Team Championship, The Revival, defending against Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins, who oh, is coming man. on a 200-plus match losing streak. I think he's closing in on like 300 matches. Yeah. Losing streak. He's, like, he's like 280 above right now. Something like that. I'm going with Zack Ryder. Yeah. I am too because I saw a spoiler from Slice Wrestling. They said that they are expecting Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins to but, mm-hmm. pick it up, which would be great because if something's going to end his losing streak, but he's going to be like, picking up a championship of yeah. some kind at WrestleMania. I really hope yeah, that this it, is on it, the it pre-show. That. Yeah, I, I hope it's on pre-show, but I feel like They'll do that, and then next night no, on if, Monday if, Night Raw. If Kurt, Ru- if Kurt Hawkins is ending that streak, he's doing it on the main card. Yeah, I hope so. Why the fuck would he be on the main card? 
quick match. It's a good question. Well, we will see. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're, they're advertising that right there. Angle versus Corbin. Angle's farewell match. We'll see. We'll see what happens with that. We'll Cruiserweight Championship. Buddy Murphy defending against Tony Nese. Buddy Murphy. Buddy Murphy. Buddy Murphy. Man, that match we saw him and Cedric at SmackDown. Uh, that put me over, that oh, put me over him. Oh, man, that was one of the greatest matches I've ever watched. Probably the greatest match I've ever watched in person. Yeah. It was ridiculous. I saw Brock and Kurt Angle Iron Man match. So I saw it too. I was there too. <laughs> that was the best match I've ever I was seen there too. Person. That was incredible. All right, the Andre the Giant Battle Royal uh, Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Um, let's run through the con the confirmed yeah. entrance. They emphasize that confirmed yeah. entrance. Braun Strowman, Michael Che, and Colin Jost of Saturday Night Live <laughs> uh, Weekend Update. They have Andrade, Apollo Cruz, Titus O'Neil, Tyler Breeze, Jinder Mahal, Noe Jose, Bobby Roode, Chad Gable, Lucha House Party. Bo Dallas, Curtis Axel, Heath Slater, Rhino, Victor Connell, Mufasa Ali, because I refuse to just call him Ali, Shelton Benjamin, Luke Gallows, Carl Anderson, Matt Hardy, Jeff Hardy, Otis, Tucker, and EC3. Who walks out with that? Braun. Yeah. I'm, I'm still hope. I still think it's Apollo for some strange reason. I think it's coming down to either Braun or Apollo, but I think it's Braun yeah. just to take the sting out of him being shoved down into that match. Mm-hmm. And they are still legit. advertising Samoa Joe and Rey Mysterio, though. That's good. They, they just had it up there. We will see. So um, Hopefully. I think if there was a change, they would have announced yeah. it right now. All right, this Women's Battle Royal on the kickoff show. Oh, they have it highlighted on here who's on the kickoff show. I know one. So, Cruiserweight is on the kickoff. Andre the Giant is on the kickoff show. When the Battle Royal is on the kickoff Oscar's show. Oscar. So, the confirmed entrance, Asuka, Carmelo, Naomi, Lana, Mandy Rose, Sonia Deville, Oscar. Nikki Cross, Dana Brooks, Oscar. Ruby Riot, Liv Morgan, Sarah Logan, <laughs> Mickey James, and Zelina Vega. Fine. Oscar, Oscar. <laughs> And uh, Oscar, yeah. <laughs> you just you just may give up the belt. You gotta give us something. Yeah, you. And then this last one here, I feel it's worth noticing. It is, it says John Cena versus question mark. Oh really? And then it says it has been reported that Elias. Cena will appear on the show and have mm-hmm. a match. Cena confirmed that will he will be in attendance at WrestleMania. After all, he was at the WWE Hall of Fame ceremony the night before, but nothing else is known at this time. Could Cena interrupt the Elias segment, be a replacement for Corbin, or challenge the Undertaker again? Elias. So out of those challenge, uh, out of those three options, Brian, put me in there with Elias. Yeah. You, you say interrupting Elias. Yeah. I, I, for me personally, I just want him to uh, take out Corbin and be with Kurt Angle. I'm with you. I want him to take out Corbin. That mm-hmm. I want to see. Ah man. See, Undertaker's place. gonna appear in some capacity. Yeah, yeah. Does Undertaker interrupt Corbin? I mean, not Corbin, uh, Elias. Elias. Probably. Yeah. Just because he's tired of Corbin. Especially Elias yeah. and shit. Because yeah. <laughs> I already confirmed that he is, he will be in the next Saudi Arabia match as well. Yeah, he he needs to have an appearance to set it up. Uh huh. We will see. All right. So those are our predictions for WrestleMania, the show of shows. Yeah, the grandest stage of them all. Yeah, that's it. 
Used to be. I don't know about these guys. I'm excited for this show. Wrestle Kingdom or WrestleMania? Wrestle Kingdom. Wrestle Kingdom or WrestleMania? From what I hear, Wrestle Kingdom, but I've only ever watched WrestleMania, so I'm... All right. Well, those are our predictions. And we are going to dive into... list our top five wrestling theme songs of all time. So we're going to keep the spirit of Wrestlemania Day rolling, and we're going to list from five to one, we are going to list our favorite wrestler theme songs of all time. And um, we decided right before we recorded this, we're going to throw in our honorable mentions first. So honorable mention for Brian, who you got? The Undertaker's Ministry theme. Ooh. Good one. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Mine is um, <clears throat> just for my perfect nation of domination. You're <laughs> the nation of domination. Yeah. My, my honorable mention, and I switched around right before I did this because I, <laughs> I remembered one that I really liked. My honorable mention is going to be The Rock. Oh. My favorite wrestler of all time, and I just loved hearing his theme music. It would hit if you smell what The Rock is cooking. In, into his music and he come out just with that swag. Alright, so to get into the top five, Brian, you're fifth. Number five, Evolution. Ooh. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Man, not bad, not bad. Yeah. Well, me, number five is, uh, it should be higher, it might be higher, y'all, but Triple H. Okay. okay. Motorhead. Mm-hmm. Never go wrong with Motorhead. Alright. My number five, Tommaso Ciampa. Ooh. Oh, yeah, he's nice. Oh, I can't get enough <laughs> of that song. I have it. On my my playlist, and I listen all the time. Number four, Brian Howard. Batista. (laughs) Mine is Edge. Edge. Ultra Bridge. Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Give me some. Give me some. (laughs) All right. My number four, I got to go with The Undertaker. And I put mine together not just off of the theme song, Mm -hmm. but the entrance that goes along with the theme song, how they use the music carrying them down to the ring. And... Undertaker's is such an iconic entrance. You're right. So, so the classic Undertaker. The classic. What he uses now. Now, yeah. Okay, gotcha. He, he walks I, down there in the coat and the hat, the, the eyes yeah, roll yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the gong. When comes. he was like very satanic. Yeah. That's, that was mine. That, the ministry? Yeah. yeah. That was a great one, too. Yeah. Number uh, three. Number three. Number three for me, The Rock. Hey. <laughs> mine would be Batista. Batista, okay. My number three, Aleister Black. Mm. I love the song in itself and just the way he rises up on that thing. Yeah. And it just stands there. And he just, like... The, the, he owns it. The, he own, The way he owns it down to the ring. I mm, love yeah. it. Number two. Number two. Stone Cold Steve Austin. Number two for me would be Aleister Black. Mm. All, everything you said tied them together. Hell yeah. My number two is also Stone Cold that glass breaking and then the 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 music and the way he walks down that rap just talking shit like just all around like when you hear that glass break the whole Stone everybody is here everybody stands up yeah man and they i like how they ask him like what he says when he's walking down just like mm-hmm. jaw jacket and they're like oh i'm just talking mad shit walking down that <laughs> ramp stone cold number one brian howard degeneration x oh that's a good one it is good, but mine would be Stone Cold for everything. 
It's so, I love it so much that it's my damn uh, alarm clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> the man wakes up the breaking glass. <laughs> Puts me in, my, in a better okay. mood. My number one, so so biased. But I got to go Ish. Finn Balor. Of course. <laughs> Finn Balor. No, I'm talking about the Demon King entrance. Okay. Not the regular Balor Club the entrance. Heartbeat. That the heartbeat kicks in. It goes down. The lights go down. You get that, that red light coming mm-hmm. with the heartbeat. The smoke comes out. That and breath. then that, that guitar mm-hmm. comes in. And he just comes out of the smoke. And he does his demon crawl down. And then he does that arms up. Yeah, everybody does. Everybody in the arena or the stadium does it with him. Yeah. It is one of the most electric entrances I have ever seen. So for that reason, number one, Ben Ballard. All right. All right. And that is our... Top five wrestler theme song entrances of all time. All right, we just uh, so we want to close out the show here. We want to thank you guys for listening. Um, wanna, this was a dope episode. This mm-hmm. was a this turned out really good. Very pleased so far. Um, we want to send a very special thank you to our special guest Quan. Oh, well, thank you for having me. Yeah, of course, anytime, bro. Um, we want to take a quick second and um, plug some Twitter handles. Brian, you want to throw yours in there? Yeah, my Twitter handle is on Twitter at Coach B Howard. Coach B Howard. What about your Instagram? You want to plug that? Oh, absolutely, especially on WrestleMania Day. Suplex King B underscore. We're we're planning on posting a lot today with it being WrestleMania. So you guys. Make sure to visit that. Uh, Quan, you want to plug some social media for uh, us? Yeah, you can follow me on Twitter at ugly guy, I'm no, ugly underscore Quan, Q-U-A-N. Sure is ugly. Sure is gigantic. <laughs> and you sure can go to hell. <laughs> and, and on Instagram, you can follow me at underscore Devar. That's D-A-V-A-R. You know, I sometimes forget how big you are <laughs> until you walk through my door and you take up my entire entryway and I'm like, God damn, is this guy big? <laughs> uh, my, my social media is at Addy Ken, A-D-D-Y-K-E-N, and that's the same for Twitter and Instagram. So reach out. I just recently set up a Twitter handle for the actual show. It is at Intune Podcast. So follow that for all the latest news on upcoming episodes and just the goings-on that we have, that we're currently doing as a group. Also, also, I know for me on my my Instagram and on my um, Twitter, you'll see me tweeting about music and bands and things of that nature. So if you you don't hear me talk about a certain band on the pod... You'll catch me talking about them on yeah. Twitter, and eventually I'll bring them up on the pod. We are we are constantly on our Twitter talking about music, um, what whatever is really going on in the world. We we give our input on on there. I I tweet hilarious, sometimes stupid shit on <laughs> mine, so I'm always a good fellow. Uh, I can't post too much stupidness. I have <laughs> colleges. Watching my Twitter because they recruit my players. So Brian <laughs> Brian stays professional on his. Me not so much. Yeah, yeah, me neither. But uh, once again, thank you for listening. And uh, as always, just be kind to each other out there.